got that game of the year, game of the year, game of the year, game of the year, of the year, yeah, yeah, game of the year, game of the year, game of the year, game of the year. Hey guys, what's up? Uh, welcome to episode 34 of Podcast Derailed. I'm your host slash co-host, Don Oliveira. Uh, East Coast editor for PSU.com. With me today, as always, I have the one, the only, the legend, <laughs> Mike Harridans, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> How are you? Was that enough suspense? How are you, Mike? I'm good, thanks, man. How are you? Uh, I'm great. Um, guys, it's the holidays. Oh, wait, I forgot to introduce <laughs> 33% of the podcast. <laughs> Newcomer, first time. Here comes a new challenger. Uh, we've got Alex on, and Alex is also known as Ghost Rain from the forums. Hello, Alex. Hello, everybody. How's it going, man? Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourselves, or tell the listeners who you are. Okay, my name's Alex on the forums. I'm Ghost Rain, as Don said. I'm a writer, editor, and SMC, uh, SMC in the forums, so basically a... Uh, a lower ranked mod. <clears throat> and I said yourselves, uh, because Alex as a person and Alex as the Ghost Rain that you know him as. So, uh, tell us a little bit about Ghost Rain. How, how, who is Ghost Rain? Who is he? Into his soul. Like, look into it. Ghost Rain is a uh, three-year-old veteran <laughs> of the forums. Um, was somewhat of a, of a reckless poster back in the day, but has reformed himself to drive the community to new heights. Okay, so Bravo. He, he used to be a bit of a badass, and then he kind of he kind of tamed himself, and now he's he's like the responsible old father type figure, right? Yeah, pretty much. That's me. Um, he used to be Nathan Drake. Genau. <laughs> exactly. And now he's kind of like Sully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, getting old and crusty. Yeah. Oh, don't call Sully crusty. Come on, man. <laughs> no, he's still pretty badass. <laughs> and how about you, Alex? Where are you from? Um, well, born in England, I grew up in New Zealand, and now I'm living in Austria. I'm sure everybody can tell uh, by that crazy-ass accent. But, got, <laughs> uh, we've got, we've got a, a, a global podcast today. We've got me uh, from North America, um, Canada. <laughs> Don't hate me. Hey. And also, um, Mike, coming to us from, not Birmingham, from... <laughs> Not not Steve's place. Just Dragonland, whatever. It's the UK. It's all the same. And Hello. Alex joining us from uh, Austria. So, uh, this Derailed 34 is global, guys. Um, we have a lot to talk about this week. But if you guys haven't noticed, there hasn't been an episode for almost a month. Um, I'm yeah, it's scary. Yeah, it's tragic. I'm, I'm super excited to be recording again. But, you know, holiday time. I'm sure we've all been super busy. And a lot of the reason that we couldn't make a podcast or record a podcast, rather, is just that... Um, Sorry, I had something stuck in my throat. It's just that, you know, we're, we're all so busy. It's hard to find time. Especially, like, look what's happening right now. There's a dude in uh, America, a dude in UK, and a dude in Austria. And we're all trying to find time between these crazy-ass time zones uh, to record a podcast and uh, bring you guys a good. So sorry that it hasn't happened for a while. But hey, uh, at least we got you on for the holidays. So Yeah, here we are now. Bitches. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Uh, ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho. Did you call me? Called you a ho. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks for being so clear. <laughs> oh man, um, fucking weather. Am I right? Because I don't know about you guys. I know it's probably really chilly in the UK. Oh, but, it's um, chilly and miserable. It has been all week. It's terrible. The dragons have ravaged the land. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, but like, I'm looking outside right now, and it's just snow everywhere, and just flying, and then just whiteness, and then just coldness and terribleness. I'd rather have snow than pissing with rain, to be honest, but there we go. 
I'd rather have snow than dragons <laughs> raping my family. Uh, <laughs> how about you, Alex? How, how's the weather down there or up there or to the side, wherever you are? <laughs> uh, we've had a bit of light snow, but it's not really cold enough to turn into anything substantial yet. But I think the winter is coming. Oh, great. Sure. Do you feel better now? That you oh, yeah. That <laughs> um, so, wait, let me get this straight. You have snow, but it's not too cold where... Um, well, it doesn't settle, you know, like it, it, it rains and it turns into this little kind of fluffy snow stuff, but the snow doesn't settle. It just lands and melts and turns into slush. Oh man, come to Montreal. We've got so much for you. We just, well, oh my God. I just, me, myself, just my, oh man, I've got so much snow and slush for you. That's <laughs> super. <laughs> Great. Thanks, Don. Oh. Hey, um, Games came out on the the seventeenth of December. I know no news. If you guys, you know, we usually start with our news. Um, there is no news, so don't don't get excited. <laughs> but we will be uh, talking about exciting things. Um, but oh, yeah. games did come out on the seventeenth of December. Mike, would you like to know what they were? Actually, I'm not joking. Yeah, I would because I didn't know any came out. <laughs> yes, uh, games came out last week. Quite a few, to be honest. But most of them on the PlayStation Store. Uh, Vita came. A Vita game came out at retail. Can anybody take a guess? Um, Persona 4? Wrong. Sonic oh. and All-Stars Racing Transformed. Uh, that came out on PS3 a while back, but uh, it seems like the Vita version just came out last uh, this week. All right. Earlier this week. Okay. Um, then on PSN, you guys ready? I'm just going to hit this. Uh, Oddworld Stranger's Wrath HD <clears throat> on Vita. Uh, that's pretty cool. That game is awesome. Um, must look great on the Vita. Batman Arkham Asylum. What, what? Uh, Zombie Driver HD. I don't know what that is. Um, Karateka. Oh God, I have to read this. Created on an Apple II by Jordan Mechner in his Yale dorm room, Karateka became a number one bestseller and influenced a generation of gamers with its groundbreaking rotoscoped animation and cinematic cutscenes. 28 years later, Mechner returns to his indie roots with a new take on Karateka for today's digital game platforms, featuring art by Jeff Matsuda, the Batman. <laughs> so I guess the artist uh, and music Grammy winning winning composer Christoph Tin from Civilization Four. Uh, if that didn't explain you what Karateka is, then just kill yourself, because <laughs> that was the best explanation ever. I have no idea what that is. Uh, have you guys ever heard of Karateka? No. Never. All right, so screw Karateka. Uh, we've got Labyrinth <laughs> Legends, uh, Lego Lord of the Rings, pretty much the best PSN games of all time. But I heard Lego Lord of the Rings is really really good. Uh, I mean, we spoke about it on the podcast. Yeah, uh, but the Vita version is meant to be really bad, apparently. Oh, great, Mike, lads. If the Vita needed that. Uh... <laughs> it's true. Stephen Steve, uh, Steve uh, Williamson, who reviewed the PS3 version, he said that it's really, really bad on Vita. It's, like, really watered down. The graphics aren't as good. It's just a heap of issues with that. Aren't one. we a PlayStation site? Shouldn't we be super biased? I don't understand. <laughs> I give the Vita version a 9 on 10, alright? So fuck you. We've also got Bit Underground. Um, that's a video game. I got the hiccups. Damn. <laughs> Knit Underground, the sequel to the massively popular Knit. Knit <laughs> Stories. Massively popular. It's an exciting platform game that offers gamers exploration in an infinitely breathtaking atmosphere. Okay. So, oh, that comes out on the Vita and PS3. I assume that's some type of video game there's burn the rope <laughs> <laughs> game changer uh, game changer we've got no i heard, burn the rope. I heard that. fun to be damn i've got hiccups we've got heavy fire afghanistan i'm just gonna have to push through these hiccups this is the most <laughs> unprofessional podcast of all time by the way the amount of swearing and just stupid profanity uh minis hotel mogul and we got a shitload of demos you guys ready 
Yo. Oh, yeah. Uh, Cabela's Dangerous Hunts 2013, Dogfight 1942. I don't know which is more exciting between those two titles. Uh, Fuel <laughs> Overdose, Karateka, goddamn Karateka. Sound Shapes, The Unfinished Swan, When Vikings Attack, and Zombie Drivers HD. Zombie Driver HD, that's okay, man. <laughs> What's up with the names of these games? This <laughs> it's like they just wanted to make people laugh. Uh, okay, so to my understanding, Sound Shapes demo just came out. That's weird, but uh, don't even try to demo, just purchase confirmed and take my word for it. Uh, thank me later. And if you don't like it, then Mike, then this is Mike Harrington's talking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, uh, no news. What do you think about that? Uh, not surprising. Expected, yeah. Yeah, this time of year, there never is much news. I mean, we got the UK charts and stuff. Surprise, surprise, Black Ops is still number one. Uh, I think um, the only other thing I noticed this week was um, uh, Capcom has lowered its um, sales forecasts for the financial year because of um poor sales of resident evil 6 or should i say less um lower than anticipated sales and a monster hunter 4 delay um which i'm a bit surprised at because i honestly thought despite what resident evil 6 has got from critics i thought it would sell like hot cakes because number five did and that was kind of met with some lukewarm reviews but i suppose this one was quite actually i think this one did get quite a few negative reviews like really really negative good so <laughs> good good <laughs> they killed my family um, so end of the year, guys, this is our Christmas special. Uh, we'll get into all the Christmas talk after, but for now, um, this is a fun time where we can look back at the year, um, in review and, and just pretty much pick out the best games, our favorite games, what we had most fun playing. Um, luckily this website, this awesome PlayStation website of awesome PlayStation fans called PlayStation Universe, uh, PSU.com, uh, came, came up with this beautiful uh, game of the Year Awards Hub. So if you haven't checked it out, go to PSU.com and uh, you should find our Awards Hub relatively close to the front page. And if not, it'll be on the Flash console, which is that uh, yeah. beautifully beautifully crafted sliding ticker thing we have at the top. Um, so we have the Awards Hub. And in it, we have the winners for Best Shooter Game, Best Action Adventure, Multiplayer Fighting, Racing Platform, Role Playing Sports, Most Anticipated Game of 2013, Game of the Year, and 10 Best Games of 2012. Uh, that need uh, not needed honorable mentions. So you guys want to just uh, break into this? Just attack it? Let's do it. All right. Let's start talking about the best shooter games of 2012. Now, this is the big one, right? I mean, should I save this for after? Okay, how about we start? We're, we're going to tease you guys. The best shooter games will come after. Let's start with best sports games of 2012. Okay. I didn't play any. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't have one sports game in my collection. So... <laughs> Are there are there in in these uh, no there are there are no runner up there's no runner up in these articles right we just pick the one and then honorable mentions yeah. uh, we don't have runner runners up right right okay so uh, guys we, guess... bri- we briefly mentioned what um what games sort of came close to it but that's about it yeah 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 exactly um guess what our sports game of the year is Mike I know you know this. Yeah, I know. It's FIFA 13. God damn it, you UK bastard. You're so wild. <laughs> I hate that. Oh, of course. Oh, it's on the PlayStation? Oh, 10 on 10. Oh, it's a FIFA game? 10 on 10. God damn it. I'm sick of this shit. Uh, have you played FIFA 13, Mike? I haven't, no. I don't. Uh, like Alex, I'm not really into sport games. Well, I touched FIFA 13 briefly. Um, and then there was sexual assault charges and... <laughs> That all got messy. I'm sorry. I'm just. I'm off today. 
FIFA 13. I'm sorry. I know we picked it as game of the year, and all three of us on this podcast haven't really played it. That sounds <laughs> terrible. But uh, pretty much all of the other guys have played it, and they really enjoyed it. So we were like, okay. And it, what we usually do is we have uh, kind of votes go on in the background, right? And all the editors are kind of, and all the the writers. Well, the um, the main it. thing about the awards was this year is it's chosen by the community. Yeah, right. So our community, so our community voted it uh, as game of as sports game of the year. But ultimately, well, wait, whoa, 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 whoa! But we come up with the nominations, don't we? No, we just we just give them the keys to the castle, man. We say, wait. okay, sports, vote for your favorite. And well, what if go. they all want to troll us and they all say like, sports champions too? <laughs> well, they didn't. We've got no <laughs> trolls in our community. Oh no, no of course not. You should Absolutely not. Strange. Be ashamed. How could you even say that? Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, well, FIFA 13 won. That's a game where you kick a ball and it looks nice. Um, best role-playing game of 2012. This was a big one. Aye. But, uh, best role-playing game of 2012 goes to Persona 4 Golden. Now, uh, unsurprising, I guess, right? I mean, what else was this really up against? Um, uh, Final Fantasy 13 2 um not much else really <laughs> so what was well, this really up against well um to be oh, fair here we go wait people... wait sorry sorry i'm forgetting a few uh kings right. of amalore uh kings of amalore dragon's dogma mass effect 3 yeah. and borderlands 2 those are all uh pretty great games so my bad for yeah i was just thinking more jrpg when comparing to this but yeah so borderlands so this won out over borderlands 2 hot damn that hurts my uh, feelings but uh i'm sad to admit that i do own persona 4 golden i bought that solid gold edition like i must have said a million times i just haven't played it yet but i'm super excited to um what about you guys i just um, started it today oh no sorry yesterday um because obviously it's not coming out in the eu until i think end of february or something and i didn't really want to wait so i imported it and it, it came yesterday and i'm really impressed with it like as a port it looks really sharp on the vita and um just the voice acting and the story and the gameplay and everything is a really nice package on the Vita. I think it's um, if you're into RPGs, I think it's a must-buy for Vita. I'd say. Yeah. So they they um, they re-recorded most of the voice acting, correct? Or or was it just for two of the characters? Um, I know that they added an additional character. Um, I've forgotten the name, but okay. As part of the new content, they there was a new character introduced. Okay, I think they, they uh, never mind. I think they just uh, switched up voice acting for one of the existing characters. But um, yeah, I mean, it, it was a PS2 game, right? So I, it's unsurprising that it looks so good, especially on the Vita screen. Like, I mean, some of those late PS2 games still to this day look super good. Like, for example, um, God of War 2 and the God of War HD collection. God of War 2 looks fantastic um, to this day. So, I mean, I'm, I'm not surprised that Persona 4 looks really good. And uh, again, you know, Mike and I ha- both haven't played Persona 4, and it's. You might find it weird that it wins our uh, best role-playing game of 2012, but that's just because everybody else loved it so much. Um, yeah. I can't wait to get to it, though. But we, um, PS um, you did review the game. Kyle reviewed it and yeah. absolutely loved it. Yeah, Kyle lost his shit over it. He gave it a 9. Yeah, so go and check that review out, guys. Best platform game. Here we go, here we go, here we go. This is one I can talk about. Little Big Planet Vita. Uh, Little Big Planet Vita is so good. Um, I mean, I, I, I don't know what else I could say about the game right now. Before, you, Have you guys played it at all? No, it's one of the games it. I want to get on my Vita. Yeah, I, I know you haven't had that chance, Mike. But uh, yeah. Alex, didn't you just buy it or something? 
No, I'm I'm waiting for that one to come to the Instant Games Collection <laughs> on PS Plus. That'd be great. It was on the <laughs> special though. In the well, one of the North American PlayStation Plus deals was uh, like it's their holiday deal actually. It's a uh, it has uh, features Little Planet Vita like on sale for half off uh, for PS Plus members. So I, I picked it up for like seventeen bucks, which is awesome. Um, and I'm having so much fun with it. I've I've, I've played the first few levels. And then I'm playing something else, which I'll get back to after. But I'm just beating myself up with that game, and I'm I have a very I'm very OCD when it comes to games and earning platinum trophies and stuff like that. So I can't wait to tell you guys about what I've been playing. But Little Big Planet Vita, uh, you know, I do have something to say about that. Little Big Planet Vita, I think, is the best Little Big Planet yet. I know that's a bold statement, but after playing it on the Vita, I I I, I strongly believe that. Um, Little Big Planet works best on a handheld on the go. Now it sucks because you're not always connected to the. Uh, community and if they could find a way around that then that, that'd be great i mean i, I don't know I, I can't really speak for the 3g connectivity of the game because i i don't personally i don't have a 3g vita i just got the the wi-fi um Same. yeah so i i you know what i'd be curious mike uh i know i'm derailing myself but hey um what else is new but you know what i'd be curious i'd be curious well, to uh learn the um how many how many 3g models of the vita gets sold in comparison to the wi-fi models I have a 3G. You have a 3G? Yeah. Do you ever use it? Um, no, but I, I read some article um, months and months ago saying uh, where Sony basically said that the 3G aspect of Vita was more of like a an experiment for for the future and, um, can't remember exactly what the article went on about, but they said you know, um, the the software can be updated via firmware updates but you can't update the hardware and i didn't want to invest in this feature and and then one day have some feature created or made available whatever and not have the option to enjoy it so i thought fuck it i'll just spend oops pardon my french I'll oh my god spend, yeah. are, are you kidding me right now have you ever heard me on this podcast <laughs> yeah, well i try and you know keep I know. modest vocabulary a, pot, um, a potty mouth isn't isn't only accepted on podcast derailed it's encouraged Fucking excellent. Oh yeah. Oh okay. yeah, that just turned me on, buddy. <laughs> oh um sorry, you were saying Um I've lost my train of thought now you derailed. Oh, me. guess um, what happens on podcast derail. <laughs> no, um yeah, I just I basically I wanted to have op- you know, the option of having all of all of the future uh features added to the Vita so I went with the three G. And it's it was only fifty euro more, so Yeah, I understand that. I mean it, it's, I had that fear too. Going into it I was like, hmm. But, you know, this 3G version, something really cool might happen one day. Like, Kojima just, might just be like, Metal Gear Solid 5 coming only through t- to 3G. <laughs> and I'd be like, no, Kojima, why? Um, and back to what we were talking about. Tarsier Studios handled the uh, little, uh, handled little bit of Planet Vita. And it's so cool. Okay, guys, I know we were looking for the game. We were, we were looking for the game that properly uses Vita's back touch. And... All implementation up until now, I, I mean, except for Little Deviance and Escape Plan, I guess. Every single game that's implemented the back touch has just been like, oh, okay, whatever. Uh, except, but Little Big Planet does it. Little Big Planet does it so well too. Um, it can get finicky at times because sometimes you just touch the the back, and and I find especially when you're getting used to it, it's hard to it's hard to know where your fingers are uh, on the back of the the screen. But um, yeah. So. I don't know if you guys are aware, but just in case any listeners aren't, just to give you a picture of uh, an idea of how exactly a little bit Planet uses the back touch. So let's say you're progressing through a level and there are um, there are blocks that you got to get around. Um, let's say there's a block blocking your path, for lack of a better term. 
um, you can actually push it with the touchscreen. So you can push it into the background with the touchscreen. So let's say you push with your finger onto the screen, it's going to fly uh, towards the background. But if you need oh, to push it back for any reason, uh, you, you put your finger on the back touch and you'll see a little cursor of where your finger is. Um, and you basically slide that over the block and push it back inwards uh, towards you. So you can kind of play with the blocks by just touching the screen in the back of the Vita. And it makes it super... Super cool. It's just like super crafty, a very creative way to do it. And that's only one of the, the ways, but still, I, I found it very fun and just uh, very immersive. I, I just I just think it's really cool because Little Big Planet's art style is so... And, and oh my god, the game looks so good on the Vita. That's what I wanted to say about why um, I think it works best on the Vita. Because um, you, you have such a clear view of Sackboy at all times. And, you know, you're sitting kind of on your... Um, you're sitting on your couch and you're playing LBP2 and then... The camera kind of zooms out and you can't really see Sackboy and you're like, what's going on? But on your Vita, you know, you're only a few inches away from the screen at all times. So Sackboy is actually a relatively larger in proportion than he is when you're playing on your TV, at least for me. I, I mean, if you have an 82-inch TV and you play like a foot away and your eyes bleed every night, then I guess uh, you don't have that problem. But, I mean, you could see the costume. Like, Oh, by the way, you saw any, any costume you've ever bought, uh, whether it's in Little Big Planet 1, 2, or karting. Uh, shows up it's like this really great like ecosystem they've built so i already have a shitload of costumes uh and i i found myself buying more because of the freaking ui and and um well, so you can use like the solid snake one or whatever yeah hells yeah oh brilliant yeah i was really impressed by that when they when they released that saying that basically all of the skins would be interchangeable between yeah, all of cool the titles i think it's really cool i think that was so, a cool move it it, it actually it incur- you know, you, you say like, oh, but, you know, wouldn't they want to, like, sell you new ones? So by doing that, by knowing that they're smart because by knowing that my costumes will always be uh, in this ecosystem and tied into my Little Big Planet account. Are you guys following me right now? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, by knowing that, it's only persuaded me to buy more costumes. So I already have a shitload. Like, I have a huge collection of costumes. But I, I launched uh, LBP Vita and I checked out the store and it's so well done and it's so suited for the Vita screen and it's... It works even better than the PS3 version does, to be totally honest with you. Um, I've heard the sentiment from other reviewers of the um, Little Big Planet Vita. You know, they said often that they felt that the Vita version was the ultimate version, just yeah. because of all of the extra features added with the touchscreen stuff. And I think it's, I think that's a fair comment, you know, because Little Big Planet is already quite dynamic and and creative in that respect and just adding more of those options to interact with that world was only going to make this version the better one um definitely and 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 from all the experience i've had with lbp vita i'm just i i there, there hasn't been a moment okay so you know in lbp when you you're doing the story levels and you get kind of like those secondary uh challenge levels yeah yeah so um they're so well done in this one and and lbp on my ps3 sometimes i I get kind of bored or i'm like oh i don't like this game or i don't like how they built this game but immediately i was super surprised uh i started a level and and it had like a graphic to rotate the vita to the side so you know how you play uh some ds games like in the book um book fashion where it's actually rotated to the side well most of the games actually require you to hold the vita um vertically so that the screen is kind of you know the triangle circle x and square are actually facing downward and d-pad is facing upwards and you're kind of holding in your left hand like that and tapping it like you would an ipad or something so it's like they they just do really cool things with the games um and it just it looks so good it looks graphically oh it's so good and it just runs so smoothly i think tarsia studios uh 
Tarsier Studios did an, a fantastic job. And and if you have a Vita, um, I know it, it. It's sad because the Vita isn't selling so much, and I don't. I, I wouldn't be able to speak to the sales of LBP Vita. But uh, oh man, buy LBP Vita, you won't be disappointed. It's it works so well on uh, the Vita. We yeah, reviewed man, I'm that. Definitely interested in. uh, Kyle actually reviewed the the Vita version of. Um, Little Big Planet, and he gave that a 9.5, and rightfully so. I agree with uh, almost all, everything in the review. Uh, Kyle said that this compelling, imaginative adventure is the best Little Big Planet yet and breaks new ground in a hybrid space of touch and button-based gaming that is only possible on the PlayStation Vita. And, uh, yeah, pretty much a summary of exactly what we were just saying. LBP Vita, great. So that's uh, best platform game of 2012. Well deserved. Deserved. Yeah, mm. I think so. Yeah. Nice job, guys. Ditto. So uh, while we were recording, I uh, put um, I put a tweet out there saying, "Hey guys, we're recording derailed. <laughs> Send me any tweet, and we'll answer it." And uh, we got a tweet from Rob Zwetslut. I don't know if you guys have heard of that guy. Have you? Nope. <laughs> I have, of course. <laughs> I love how Alex just like, nope. <laughs> he used to work with us. Oh yes, he not only did Way he used to work when. with us, he's a. Uh, I, I like to I like to think of him as a, a an important part of podcast derailed. Uh, oh yeah, we've yeah, had many a... Uh, many a fun chats on this podcast. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, he used to um he used to do a lot of them um last uh, late last year, early this year, I think. Sometimes we talk about like naked anime chicks. Sometimes we talk about like <laughs> underage anime chicks, and a lot of the times we talk about DC shit. So um, <laughs> either way, <laughs> Rob's question to the podcast is. Why am I never on the podcast anymore? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he spoke to me about that, actually. He really wants to be on on, on the next podcast. He thinks you're not letting him on. <laughs> what? That's crazy talk. <laughs> uh, he's just never get, he's, he's, he doesn't have access to the, uh, well, our, what we use for communication. So he doesn't, um, he doesn't get to see those emails and whatnot. Um, and then we've also got one from a buddy of mine, Slims, who's a DJ. I just. Sweet felt i should say that because his uh his twitter name is dj slims oh and by the way rob Zwetslut is at rob thez so follow that charming young young lad he um and rob we will get you back on the podcast definitely oh for sure he's oh, yeah. uh he's a writer for a linux magazine now and he lost a ton of weight so go rob yay well done well done rob and uh yeah, slim absolutely. says of all the games you've played uh what the hell a i guess he's talking about uh, and all the games we played this year, he says, which level of what game did you enjoy the most? So I guess he's asking us what our favorite level of the year was. Uh, you sure it's this year, not overall? I guess it's this year, because overall it's just an insane question. So, Same. <laughs> so I'm just going to boil it down to this year. It Was there one specific level of a video game that you thought was really impactful or uh, monumental in some way? Um, I really love the... Oh, go on, Mike. Oh, sorry, man. Yeah, I was just going to say, the only one that really sticks out for me, bearing in mind I didn't play that many new games this year, I know that's terrible, but um, I'd probably say the um, final part of Mass Effect 3, when you're running towards the... Um... Oh, blah, 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 blah. Uh, I didn't finish Mass <laughs> Effect 3. Yeah. Oh, okay. I haven't played it yet. Let's just, okay, let's just say, but okay, Jesus, that, part, be, that part be in the Mass Effect 3, um, when you're... Yeah, I think everyone knows what I'm talking about who's played the game. I can't really... I'll elaborate much more because Don hasn't completed the game yet, so there's not really much more I can say, sadly. But when you play it, you'll know it. <laughs> um, I guess my answer goes to... It's hard to say that this game has levels, but um, anything from 
But like, I mean, if if you can consider a certain part of The Walking Dead a level, uh, let's say each, let's say if if an episode of The Walking Dead was a level, um, then I'd say either episode five, specifically the ending, or the middle of episode three. It's another uh, game I haven't played. <laughs> that's one game. I, I, sorry, I don't want to derail too much. Of, I swear, that is one game I really want to play after hearing Don go on about it so much and reading all the awards it's got. All right, I really all right. want to play that. Remember back in the day when I was all like, bro, you guys, Walking Dead. And I told Tim and Kyle to get on that. And I'm like, yo, Tim, Kyle, play The Walking Dead. Play The Walking Dead. And yeah. they're like, oh, oh. Then they play it and they're like, bro, The Walking Dead. And I'm like, right, right. And then I'm like, Mike, The Walking Dead. And I couldn't shut up about Walking Dead. And every time a review would come out, it'd be like, wow, that Don fucker really likes The Walking Dead. <laughs> and it's like, he's crazy. It's a downloadable game. Oh, and then what happens? VGA Game of the Year. Oh, yeah, girl. I called it, girl. Oh, you go get that dick wet, girl. <laughs> oh, <sorry. Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, well, um, hopefully I can pick it up because I think at least in America it came out in a uh, as a disc-based release, but I don't know if that happened in Europe. Do you know about that, Alex, if it came out? Um, I think retail. it's due out in Europe, but it hasn't come out yet. I'm, oh, right. I purposely laid off this game because I heard shortly after, I think, the first or the second episode that they were going to release the whole thing um, on disc, and I wanted it as part of a collection rather than on my hard drive. So I thought, okay, I'll yeah, just hold back. Here, and it's been tricky, you know, avoiding all the spoilers and stuff, and I've, <laughs> I've, seen, <laughs> I've seen one or two, which I just have to deal with. But, um, um, the yeah. date for the European version of the retail disc um, has yet to be announced. Oh, okay. okay. Well, yeah, I'm de- I'm definitely gonna pick that up, man. Definitely. I mean, I like my knowledge of Walking Dead is only limited to the um, TV series. That's probably really, really lame to say because I know there's a lot of hardcore comic fans out there. But I did love the TV series. I'm getting it for Christmas actually, and I, I want to check this out. I know it's not based on the TV series. It's on the comics, right? Mm, yeah. yeah, kind of. Yeah. It's it's the TV series kind of is is a spinoff, um, yeah. kind of thing. It's in. It's kind of technically the same universe, but it's an alternate uh, storyline. They just went All off right. the rails with it. And oh, cool. the... well, either way, I'm getting it definitely. I'm definitely going to check out the games. Yeah, awesome. You really should, dude. Uh, you no, you'll love them. Like, like, just I don't even have to say anything. Like, you'll you'll love them. It's zombies. Yeah, I know. It's, it's storytelling. Yeah. Oh it's... no, I know. I know. I love it, man. I, Maturity. I know. They they don't take you for a fool, which is what I love about The Walking Dead. And they they give you like decisions to make that actually matter, and that. When when you when you when you think about them, it's such shades of there's such shades of shit. It's <laughs> do I pick shit or do I pick shittier shit or or what I think is shittier shit? Then your friend can be like, wait, no, the shittier shit isn't shittier shit. It's just shit. And you're like, no, that's shittier shit. No, it's just shit. No, it's all shit. That game is shit, but it's the best game of the year, and I love it. And it's one of my favorite games this generation. Oh, The Walking Dead, you're so good. I touched Speaking myself. of games of the year, shall we um, <laughs> carry on with the um? rest of the awards okay jesus i'll take the fighting game one if that's okay oh yeah please but we've got a racing game before that yeah go for it no it's, you okay i guess you can uh all right racing game here we go uh drum roll please yeah, that was lame <laughs> uh this year oh okay great now we lost mike forever he just broke his telephone um <laughs> We've got as for for nominees, we had Dirt Showdown, Sonic and uh, Sonic and All Stars Racing, Little Big Planet Karting, uh, Motorstorm RC on the Vita, as well as uh, Wipeout 2048, Ridge Racer Unbounded, and WRC3. But the winner was 
Need for Speed Most Wanted. Holy shit, was it? Yeah, Need for Speed wow. Most Wanted won the uh, best racing game of 2012. Um, that is Burnout, and it's fun. It's basically Burnout, isn't it? <laughs> I haven't I haven't played enough of it to have uh, I haven't played enough of it, of it to have more of an opinion. But you know, it's Criterion making a Need for Speed game and. Yeah, you, you guys you can't probably... really go wrong with that, can you? <laughs> have you have you given it a have you given it a shot, Mike? Um, I haven't, no, but I've read I a couple of my um mates have got it and they say it's great. Cool. Uh, I believe <laughs> I, I believe your mates too. Uh so let's see. Mike, you wanna get the fighting game? Yeah, okay, let's go. Okay, with the fighting games we got a lot of sequels this year. Nominations include Dead or Alive, um five, Soul Calibur. Uh, five Tekken Tag Tournament Two, which I love, and of course we got Street Fighter Cross Tekken. Um, but and of course we got PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale. Um, but only one can win, and our community decided that Dead or Alive. No, I'm joking. It was of course <laughs> PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale. Royale, and actually this was um, quite a massive win. Unlike the because some of our other awards, it was really really close in some of them, but this one. Uh, Battle Royale won by a comfortable margin. Uh, Tekken Tag 2 came, came a distant second. Um, I haven't played Battle Royale yet, but I've played Tekken Tag 2, and I'm a massive Tekken fan. And I do think Tekken Tag definitely deserves to be up there. But obviously, I mean, obviously I can't comment on Battle Royale, but if it's as good as you say it is, Don, and everyone else, then fair play to it. But Tekken Tag 2 definitely was a great game. In my opinion, it was better than some of the other sequels we have got, because it was kind of an overall sort of package, some great game modes, great replay video, it had it all. But um, I understand Battle Royale is um, really, really cool and really, really good online as well. So, I feel congratulations. bad. Uh, yeah, I mean, I love Battle Royale. I still play it every single day. Um, Sweet. I mean, almost every single day. I mean, as much as I can. Not actually every single day, but, yeah, I mean, I try. Um, even if it's just like a match or two here and there. But... I feel super bad because I know you love the Tekken games. You love them yeah. so much. And I know that you're a big fan of uh, Tekken Tag. And and I know you were pushing for Tekken so much. And I do believe <laughs> that uh, technically it's probably like an insane fighting game. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past it. I know that it's probably super deep and super technical and probably super fun to play. But the thing about, um, the thing about PlayStation All-Stars is that it's so... From a distance, you look and you say a Smash Bros. with PlayStation characters. And we've already spoken about this, but it's so deep. It goes so deep. The fighting system um, is, like, shockingly deep, to be honest. It just... you. So you start learning a character, and the great part is that every character is different from the last. And they don't only play differently. Like, they have different uh, movesets completely. Like, you wouldn't be able to take two characters one after another and be, like, pressing the same buttons and doing kind of the same things like you would be in Smash Bros. Um... It's got its own jam. It's got its own flow. Mm-hmm. It's just a lot of fun. And I'm glad that it won uh, Best Fighting Game of the Year, to be totally honest with you. Uh, yeah, man, cool. Well, I'm glad you I'm glad you saw the appeal to Tekken there. It's, it's, I mean, to be honest, I mean, I'm a Tekken fan, but it hasn't been... Um, it's had a lot of dips in the last couple of years. I mean, Tekken 5 was great. Tekken 6, um, they kind of tried to go down the whole single-player story route with the campaign, which was just really... It was pretty... It was pretty um, really really rudimentary to be honest it didn't do a great job and Tekken Tag 2 just brought it back to what it's all about the fighting you know no bullshit and everything and the online mode was really really good as well the codes um it's not Street Fighter 4 great but it's right it's up there you know so 
it's definitely I'm glad I'm, I'm glad that it did get some some decent votes. That's cool, man. Yeah. Uh, Jamie, sorry, Jamie, what's wrong with me? Alex, have you had uh, a chance to play um, PSABR? I have, yeah. I bought it. Um, I think three weeks ago, uh, and I think it's really good. I think it was really. It was a love letter to PlayStation fans for sure. Like the characters, okay, some of the characters um, that were omitted were kind of questionable, like Snake, Cloud, and and you know I don't know maybe Lara or Chris Redfield. These characters should have been here, but I also yeah, realised yeah, there's, there's probably yeah. I think there's probably a good reason why these characters oh, aren't. Yeah. And I, it's probably down to negotiations with the IP holders and of stuff. And of course, I mean I think it's it's clear, and I'm pretty sure that the the community forums for this game were blowing up with where's Snake, where's Cloud, blah blah blah. But well, Spyro um, Fresh Bandicoot as well. So. Um, Universal yeah, owns think... the uh, the rights to those characters, and it must have been a whole big crazy thing to try to get them on. And you know, they they probably thought that uh, they were going to bid a crazy amount for it or whatever, and they probably yes. charged a lot because obviously they were like, oh, Crash and Spyro, of course they're going to want them on the in the game. So they probably charged an insane amount. And at the end of the day. This is Superbot's first game. You know, they had to say, okay, we have to draw the line somewhere. Um, yeah. We you know what what is 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 it worth paying all that money just to have Crash Bandicoot in the game and cutting like the dev cycle back by like a month for like and having just that much less polish polish. You know, um, so obviously yeah. tough decisions have to be made, and I I'd love to see Crash Bandicoot be included for sure, as well as a bunch of other characters. But I think they got a solid roster. I think that a lot of the characters they have in there uh, do represent the PlayStation uh, PlayStation brand. Although a lot of them are um, were brought you know brought surfaced in the PS3 era. Basically. Yeah, I was just gonna say I think the PS3 era is best represented. I think yeah. the uh, yeah they, they miss out on a couple of um, PS1 and PS2. Although I I, I am pleased that Parappa Rap is in there because that's a real cult classic that is. Yeah, definitely. So it's that, cool that to see. Awesome. You know, this is the first game where Ratchet and Jack. Um, not only meet but go at it, mm. you know, and they're yeah, rivals yeah. in this game, and I, it's just really cool. Uh, yeah. Sorry, but, Alex, were you going to say something else? Um, oh yeah, just that I think that the the addition of of Cat and Emmett with the upcoming DLC was a nice touch. Cat, but I think amazing, that but Emmett, whatever. I I don't know. I some of the moves like the inclusion of of Raiden and the omission of Snake and stuff, and the and the use of the the new Dante skin. I don't know. It seems like a bit of a bit of a stealth troll by Superbot somehow, you know, to include these characters. And in... yeah, I, I don't get the whole Dante thing. I mean, I, I'm not I'm not um, trolling the new Dante of a game that's great, but you know, let's face it, the original Dante is far more iconic. He hasn't the new Dante hasn't even got a chance to prove himself yet. You know, people are going to know the old Dante. Yeah. So that's kind of yeah, I, I've I've had like uh, these these same conversations about a million times in real yeah, life. Yeah, you probably have. Yeah. With like uh, different <laughs> friends, but like. The thing about Dante and, and Raiden, like, there's so many observations to be made, especially... So, Capcom obviously wants to push the new Devil May Cry, right? So, yeah, they, and they, Metal, Konami have got Metal Gear Rising to promote as well. I see exactly, where you're going. Exactly, yeah. and and so, with Rising, what, what I think with, with, with Raiden, sorry, what they did that was really cool is with his secondary costume that you can unlock and even the pre-order costume. So, right now, there's three costumes for each character. And... Oh, cool. Most of the characters, like the Sony-owned ones, they they go to really cool lengths to uh, show you a character in all three form, like in all three different forms. So 
so for example, Kratos, uh, there's Kratos' costume, and then he has a costume that he's going to have an ascension, and then he has another one uh, that he's Deimos from Ghost of Sparta. And then Sweet Tooth has the, the way he looks in a new Twisted Metal, and then he has his clown suit from the first game, something like that. Not really the first game, but the first game he looked like this white, weird, flame-headed thingy. But uh, then he got this clown suit for one of the subsequent games, I don't remember which. And then the third one is actually the Starhawk version of... Uh, Sweet Tooth. And then for another character, for example, like they did something really cool with his Heihachi, where his first skin oh, yeah. is the black one, where he took whatever potion. That's actually a story. I think we were talking about that last time. Where we went, Mike, like, I don't know if I told you about this, but he has black hair because uh, when you start his story mode, he says he took some type of potion. Yeah, uh, that, if that's in Tekken Tag 2, his ending, you see him taking the potion again and it makes him young. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that's yeah, what happened. So that's cool. And, um... What's his other costumes? Because I'm obviously a big Heihachi fan. Yeah, his his secondary costume is old Heihachi, and he's in a diaper. Uh-huh. And... Oh, the diaper costume. Second <laughs> four, that was. And his third costume is Heihachi in the Kazuya pimp jacket. Is it purple? Yeah, it's purple. It's purple. Oh, yeah, the, old, oh, the pimp jacket. Yeah, the legendary pimp suit. <laughs> yeah. So it's pretty cool. So they go to really cool lengths with some of those costumes, and they they really show like the character through different iterations. Like Raiden's, for example, I thought this was really cool. Cool in Konami's part because uh, they have Raiden from MGS2. That's a pre-order costume, and then Raiden the way he looked in MGS4. That's the secondary unlike, unlockable costume, and then the default skin is the way he looks in Revengeance. So that'd be cool if that's what they did with Raiden, uh, Dante. Sorry. But with the, what Capcom gave them leeway, leeway with is really lame. Um, so you see something like Big Daddy, where his first one is Big Daddy, second one was Rosie from Bioshock 2, and then third one, or actually I guess Rosie was in, also in Bioshock 1, uh, but the third one is uh, really cool. The pre-order one is that kind of uh, little puppet, little doll that little sister makes of Big Daddy. It's that really cool like string and wire and rope. Oh, yeah, yeah. The one with a baseball bat for a head. Uh, sorry, a baseball ball. A baseball. My bad. <laughs> a baseball ball. But anyways, uh, what I really dislike what they did with Dante is Dante, his default skin is him with a jacket. Secondary skin is him with uh, no jacket, just basically butt naked. And <laughs> third one is him with uh, just a, like a light shirt. So it's like it's just like jacket, shirt, no jacket. And they like this exact same model. They didn't really change much. It had been and it would have been super awesome if they had old school Dante with the white hair. Uh, oh, but yeah. then again, that's probably Capcom not I don't know. They probably didn't have all the rights for that or I don't know. It's probably a mess. You know this game was probably a mess in terms of paperwork. Oh yeah, I think so. Of it course. took 3 years to develop, which is interesting. I didn't know that. It started in 2009. Hmm, that's that's interesting. Yeah, but anyway, I love PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale. I'll be like I yeah. said, we'll always be talking about that. I play that so much. Um, super into that game. Uh, Alex, who do you play? Um, I want to get into um, Sly, but at the moment I'm playing with Evil Cole. Oh man, Evil Cole is a murderer. Uh, yeah, he's so good. He's really good, but I I really like technical characters in games. You know, characters that take a little bit more of a um, a little bit more skill to play. And yeah, I think Ratchet is definitely like that. Yeah, uh, def- sorry, um, Sly. So, yeah, so Sly. Yeah, it's the, like the high risk reward thing. You know, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm like that too in a lot of fighters. Um, so I take in PSABR. I have quite a few characters that uh, I can alternate between. My main, I'd have to say, is Raiden. Um, I'm like just so much better with with using Raiden than any other character. And then, by the way, if any uh, derailed listener uh, also really likes PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale, or if you'd like to play with us, send us a message. Uh, podcast at PSU.com. We'd love to play with you guys. Uh, 
I, I'd love, honestly, if you guys if if you guys listen to this podcast and you'd like to just throw down in PSABR or play two v two, just send us a send us an email podcast PSU and uh, yeah, we'll see what we could do. So like I said, I use Raiden. Uh, obviously, Kratos is pretty easy to use, but I've gotten pretty damn good with him. Uh, Raiden, Kratos. Uh, I use Slide now. Slide's just crazy. Uh, I'm still pretty decent with Sackboy, even uh, post patch. <coughs> Uh, or post nerf, should I say? He just got destroyed. Uh, Nathan Drake, I'm uh, pretty good with him. Uh, who else? Hey, uh, sorry hey. to sorry sorry to derail you guys. Um, I'll be right back. Someone's at the door. <laughs> All right, man, no problem. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like there's someone I'm missing, but who cares? Uh, yeah, it's a really fun game, man. I I just hope that they add one v ones or and uh, like more customizable options to the ranked mode because right now you can only for ranked you can only do like free for all with items on and map hazards on. And I, I want to do ranked 1v1s. Uh, yeah. Can't wait for that. Because the game completely changes whether you play free-for-all or 1v1. Um, well, Superbot said that when you know that the game was going to have all of these customizable options to give you full control over how you're fighting and what kind of fights you're having. And um, I don't know. I guess they haven't fully realized that claim yet. But we'll see right. what happens in future updates. Yep. How many characters do you think they're going to introduce via uh, DLC? Probably... So you see, like uh, probably sixteen. That's my guess. I know that sounds like a lot, but uh, well, that's probably too much. But you see, like on the character select screen on either side of the character list, there's basically two blue empty spaces. There's just some place like placeholder just areas that just have some stars. Um, it seems like they could probably fit eight characters on each side, but uh, that's that's kind of a lot. So maybe maybe 12 new characters maybe six on each side i don't know I'm i back. thought i thought 12 hello welcome back hey thank Mike. you yeah i looked uh, at those spots and on the left and right yeah there's about room for six and we've we've so that's 12 and we've already got cat and emma so yeah. i would guess another 10 but yeah i should that's have exciting. waited there'll be a game of the year edition or a you know a complete edition and i'll have wished that i waited so i could get all you know, the characters <laughs> on one disc you know that's 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 a good observation but will there be i mean reports have been saying that this game has just been selling like total shit and that's that's not cool because i think this game is super strong and the weirdest part is that there's always people playing like it seems like enough people bought this game that there's always a game going and it doesn't take long at all to find the game no matter what time you're playing at the night so sometimes i play at crazy hours and um, I'm always able to to get a few games going. Um, so maybe it just sold well. I don't know in North America better. I can I know in the UK it did it did do really bad. Hmm. I'm not trolling it at all. It did do no, very I, bad. I, yeah, I saw the numbers. <laughs> you guys all bought FIFA instead. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but I mean, uh, I, I I really hope it does, and I hope they I hope the game gets a bunch of support. You know, they they did say you know Superbot put out job listings. Uh, what was it like last week? Asking for people who really knew a lot about uh, Sony stuff, and it's like they they needed people to specifically work on PS3 uh, for something to do with PSABR. So they're doing something. Well, they brought on Seth yeah. Killian right towards the end of the development yeah. cycle, which I thought was a strange move. Like, why bring on this legend when you've almost finished the game? So I think it's. I mean, when when I saw that, I thought, well, they've obviously got some plans for post release mm-hmm. and you know, to further I- develop. I think Seth Killian probably uh, did what he can, did what he could have to, um, you know, sh- share his tips and secrets and you know the, the Capcom secrets that, that he'll be killed to disclose. But about balance and stuff like that, 
And he's long have DLC on disc. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be terrible. All 12 characters are already on the disc. The whole time. <laughs> Wait, sorry. Is um, Seth Killian the Street Fighter guy from Capcom? Yep. Or the yeah. community guy or whatever? Yeah, but he actually yeah. started playing like a really important role in the design of uh, the Street Fighter games, especially when oh, right. yeah, yeah. Super, Super, Super came along, then Arcade Edition, and Arcade mm. Edition 2012, whatever. Uh, oh, right, cool, man, yeah. He kind of came... Sorry, because I know. He, sorry, I was going to say I know he left Capcom and he joined um, Santa Monica, didn't yeah. he, or something? Yeah. Yep. All right, cool. He Just making sure I'm on the same page. <laughs> he kind of became the poster child for Street Fighter in some way. Yeah. Um. So we've got that's the best fighting game, and you know, shall we? We, we shall. Sorry. We shall, Mike. You want to head on to the multiplayer games? Sorry, man. No, I was going to take Action Adventure. I've got it up here in front of me, actually. If you don't mind. Action Adventure, go for it. Yeah. Cool. Okay, so with Action Adventure, we got um, Assassin's Creed 3, Far Cry 3, Hitman Absolution, uh, Don, your favorite, Walking Dead, uh, Dishonored, and a couple of others. Um, this, the winner may surprise a few people. It's actually Assassin's Creed 3. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, that's obviously chosen by the community. Um, I believe that I did this when I put the article up myself. I remember that The Walking Dead did pretty well. Uh, so did um, Dishonored and um, Far Cry 3. I think they all got quite a, a decent amount of votes, but Assassin's Creed 3 did pretty well here, which is interesting because, I mean, I haven't played Assassin's Creed yet. I'm a massive fan of the series, as most people know have listened, but I understand that this one was good, but not as great as people thought it might have been, and it was quite bugged down, but there we go. That's according to our review um, by Adam Dolge. You can read that. There's a link to review in this particular category. Um, but yeah, Assassin's Creed 3, guys. Uh, thoughts? I really love the game. I've put almost 50 hours in um, doing all the side quests and stuff, and um, the game doesn't reach the level of polish from the previous installments, but I thought <laughs> there, was, there was a lot of... <laughs> that is terrible, because <laughs> the previous... Yeah, exactly. The previous installments have been pretty fucking buggy, too. Um, <laughs> really? I haven't... I mean, is, is that sarcastic or... No, seriously. Like, Assassin's Creed has never been known for being super... Running super well at all points. Like, that game has had uh, super choppy parts. Uh, segments of the game that have been super choppy. Like, I remember Assassin's Creed 2 at some point. Do you remember the ending of Assassin's Creed 1? Uh, yeah. It just went, in terms of frame rate, went to complete shit. And I know I know Assassin's Creed 1 was more or less shit. Uh, I'll argue anybody on that. But I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of Assassin's Creed. Uh, don't get me wrong. I, I played Revelations. I played them all, except for 3 to be honest with you, I still haven't played through. Man, I, there's a lot of games I have to get around to. It's impossible to yeah. play every game. I know I, I know I cut you off, Alex. I'll let you get right, right back to it. But um, no, it's not a surprise to me that Assassin's Creed 3 is buggy. It is a surprise to me, however, that Assassin's Creed is that buggy. I've seen it being played, and I heard that it has bad like issue, more issues more on PS3 than uh, the other platforms. If you guys Can you guys speak to that? I mean, is, is it true? Like, Have you seen the 360 version being played? Um, I haven't, but that's the version I've got, so I'll be able to tell you when I get round to it. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah. Um, uh, Alex, what were you saying? Sorry, man. Well, just, I mean, I wasn't necessarily referring to the frame rate, but no, in Assassin's Creed 3, there's a lot of graphical bugs, uh, a lot of things look really awkward and, and floating artifacts and, and stuff. Yeah, and, I heard about that. And the, there, were, there were none of those graphical hiccups in the previous games, which was what I was referring to about, you know, about the performance there, and stuff. No, not that to but, that extent, but there kind of was, but not, not to that extent, I know. Um, but I think, regardless, I think that there's enough redeeming features for this game to be uh, a worthy sequel. I mean, I, I really loved... I, I actually wrote a review of this for the community review section at PSU, but um, I said that 
uh, I really liked the settings of the city of New York and Boston contrasted against um, the frontier where these kind of two sides represented Connor's heritage with in the frontier, he was able to, you know, run through the trees and hunt. And that was kind of his like a uh, native American side. And then you explored his European side in, in the cities. And I just thought, um, I thought that was really cool. And, and some of the new introductions, like the rope dart and, and the naval scenes, holy moly, the naval scenes, I think were probably, was probably the most polished part of the game. And I would buy a whole game just with those naval missions and stuff. Cause I thought that was so fantastic, and the graphics and the gameplay and everything was cool. Do you think and that can awesome. be its own? Do you think that could be its own thing? The, the it, naval would, it, it would really. It'd have to be fleshed out. But I was thinking, man, like an MMO uh, ship game based on that would be really cool. Where you have like a huge ocean and you could be pirates and sailing around and taking people on. It would be cool. But um, the naval missions I, I found really fun. And I was playing one day, and it said. Um, came up with a little Uplay announcement saying that I was in the top 1% um, for ships destroyed in these naval missions. So I think oh, nice. that not, <laughs> not, not everybody else is uh, so enthusiastic. But um, yeah, the naval missions were a really nice addition. And I hope that in future games, they either keep the naval missions or they, they try and um, innovate on, on gameplay aspects like that. Speaking of uh, mm. being incredibly high on leaderboards... Um, <laughs> and also Vita not selling so well. Check this out. So I own Mod Nation Racers Road Trip, which as most of you uh, might remember, some of you might remember, was my most anticipated Vita game. I'm a huge Mod Nation fan. I'm a big car racing fan. And before the Vita was coming out, I was super excited for a road trip because I thought I was going to be the bee's knees. Anyways, I was wrong. It's actually my most disappointing Vita title. Uh, it's I, I like Mod Nation Racers Road Trip less than I do Resistance Burning Skies by a long shot. I, Resistance Burning Skies is actually pretty fucking good compared to Mod Nation Racers. Uh, here's the thing about this game. <laughs> In the past couple of days, I've been looking for people to um, to basically play with. There is nobody playing Mod Nation. I've noticed this because none of my stuff gets downloaded. The stuff I've created, none of it is being downloaded. So what I had to do is I had to actively search out people that are playing the game and you know ask them, hey, why don't you take a look at my stuff? I'll take a look at yours, yada, yada, yada. And just from so few downloads like that, like really, like I've only like reached out to three different people, like three different people have gone and checked out my stuff. I get like in terms of because uh, you earn experience from whenever someone downloads your your creations, right? Yeah. And it's called Create XP, and <laughs> I checked the Create XP for this week on the leaderboards, so it kind of ranks everybody by how much Create experience they've got. And I am from telling three people to check out my stuff. I am 22nd on the leaderboard for Mod Nation Racers of how mu- for how much creation XP I've got. 22nd. Congratulations. 22nd. I just want you guys to put that in context. I asked three people to check out my creations. Three. And I'm 22nd on the list. How fucking crazy is that? Nobody's playing this game. No, There's nobody out there. there. These are developers that go home every night and weep to their wives. Like, why is nobody <laughs> playing our game? Well, next time, don't fucking... Say, yes, Sony, I'll suck your dick and put this out for launch and release some shoddy-ass <laughs> version of the game that came out three years ago. Oh, whatever. Sorry. Um, so, 20 seconds. Anyway, you were saying, Jamie... Uh, damn, why do I keep calling you Jamie? Good question. <laughs> Sorry, Alex. God damn it. First uh, and last podcast. <laughs> no, it's just because... Sorry, it's because it's of burp. It's because of the conversation. Uh, 
<laughs> so we've also uh, we we skipped one, Mike. We skipped best multiplayer game of 2012. Uh, and, you want to type that one? Sure, because okay. uh, the winner is probably my runner-up, my personal runner-up for game of the year. Uh, best multiplayer game of 2012. Uh, you guys voted for Borderlands 2, Call of Duty Black Ops 2, FIFA 13, PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale. Um, but the winner is for best multiplayer, Borderlands 2. This game well is awesome. Deserved. Oh, yeah. Although, I don't know. I, I was a huge Borderlands fan. I was, I was a mod at the official um, forums when the game came out. And I just loved the game and put in dozens and dozens and dozens of hours and farmed and all of that shit. But... As awesome as Borderlands 2 was in the polish and stuff, the way they distributed the the special weapons, like the legendary weapons, where you know now you just farm a certain boss and you can maybe get his weapon. I don't know. That kind of turned me off somehow because in the first game, um, finding like a really awesome Hellfire or really awesome I don't know other legendary weapon. It was, I don't know, it was a lot more unique, but now when you can just go and farm the same boss and eventually you'll get that weapon, it just, I don't know, it ruined I get, it a bit for me. But. Uh, I get that, but there's another way of looking looking at it. Like, for example, uh, in Borderlands 1, I tried so hard for so long. I, I ran Cromrack so many times to get a pearlescent weapon and then never dropped. Uh, a pearlescent weapon never dropped for me. I don't know if you've had uh, luck with that, but um, I had one shitty SMG. But I really wanted the Serpents, which was the assault rifle, um, yeah. the poison assault rifle. But I could never get it. Yeah, and I exactly. didn't want to dupe. Like I'm not one of those guys that did that duping or oh, no. trading or something. You know, I wanted to get my own shit. But of course, could never get the Serpents. There I were gave up. <laughs> there were a lot of hackers in uh, Borderlands One, so screw those guys. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you like to hack, then that's your thing. Then whatever. But um, not for me. I like to. It was a big cause of contention on the forums. Like a lot of the, the, the a lot of the issues that I was dealing with back then was, you know, fights between people who wanted to play the game purely and these people who were making their own weapons and hacking and and modding the game themselves. Hmm. So, but uh, in terms of Borderlands 2, you've had good experiences, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've I've almost played through um, played through two. No, playthrough 2, not 2.5 yet. Um, and I haven't finished any of the DLC. I, I decided that I'm going to wait for the Game of the Year edition and just get all of the DLC in. Yeah, and probably go. a good idea. I mean, I, I haven't I haven't bought the DLC. So you're saying you're going to just buy the Game of the Year edition? Yeah, I'll probably trade in my Borderlands 2 because you know, I've bought the game already, but I'll trade it in and get the Game of right, the Year right. edition. Okay, it's probably a good idea. Yeah, I should probably do the same. But I mean that'll come out like next year. But, yeah, but there's so much content in Borderlands 2 that I don't I don't even mind. Uh, just like getting that platinum will take me enough time. Um, do you do you go for trophies, um, Alex? Um, it really depends on the game. I I have to be careful because I'm also really OCD and I could be completely consumed by the trophy hunting craze. But yeah. I, I decided a while ago I thought fuck it I'm not gonna go out of my way to get trophies I'll, i have a look over the list and i i keep in mind some of the easy ones and some of the ones that might be fun but i don't do any of this painstaking grinding shit just to get a trophy i mean I the last the last time i did that was with bioshock 2 multiplayer oh, getting to level 50 God. yeah i did <laughs> I that I, I did that as well i feel your pain holy crap that took a long time yeah <laughs> Uh, I, mean, I also part did of it me with... enjoyed it but it was it was also really um painful at the i same know time. Because it's not like the multiplayer was that bad. It's just you had to do so much of it. And I got tired. Uh, I got tired of it like way before I reached level 50. But then it was like a, a kind of thing where like, oh, but I've already put 
this much time into it, and then I'll then I'll have the shiny fake thing, and I need the shiny fake thing. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, it's just slippery slope. But yeah, I also have an insane OCD for that kind of stuff. Uh, but I've always been like that. Like I, I don't like to blame it on trophies. Like I was doing that stuff like uh, when I used to play PS One. You know, like back when well I used to have a lot more free time, obviously. Uh, man, wasn't being a kid so awesome where you would just come home and you not a fucking care in the world and you're like, I can spend all the time in the world on Super Mario <laughs> Super Mario World and nobody will judge me. <laughs> but now it's like, oh, I got to eat. I got to take showers and stuff. What kind of shitty society is this? But um, no, I mean, life used to be, when you were a kid, dude, games were so fun. And like, yeah. you'd excuse like shitty games thinking they were the best thing ever. Um... Oh, Anyways, yeah. we're getting. I remember doing a, a school project on the ergonomics of playing video games, and basically the it consisted of me and my friend playing Mortal Kombat and then writing up this this just bullshit article on how you should sit and how you should hold the controller. But it was really just an excuse to play. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Um, so Borderlands Two, I understand what you're saying, Alex, about like just uh, grinding. Um, bosses trying to get their their weapons, but I kind of like that. I mean, it's here's the thing: is that I think they realize that making it so extremely random in the long oh sorry, got another hiccup in the long run doesn't really work, especially because they're uh, adding uh, a bunch of expansions. See, see the thing about Borderlands and compared to an MMO, Borderlands One was much more like an MMO where it was super random and you might never find these pearlescent weapons, so you just have to keep playing. But as much content as there is, it still is very finite. So there is an end to the the, the amount of quests and the things you're going to want to do. I mean, you're never going to just run around, uh, especially when once you've reached max level. You're never just going to run around and just, you know, loot whore for like 20 hours, you know. So once you kind of reach endgame and you've seen everything there is to see and there's not much more playing you're going to do, then I kind of agree with the, the design decision of... You know, making it possible to run bosses to get the best content in the game, the best gear in the game. So, I understand what you're saying, but at the same time, I understand the design decision that went into that. I'm still uh, not very far. I only play Borderlands 2 in co-op, so I can like the podcast very much, like the podcast actually. Frustratingly, like the podcast, I can only play when uh, <laughs> it's good for anybody else I'm playing with. So, since I only play in co-op and I always play with the same person. Um, just like the podcast, it's like, oh, what time zone are you on? No, actually, the person lives quite close to me. It's just, it's hard. Imagine, it's hard for me to uh, find time for Borderlands when with two different people with two different schedules. And imagine the podcast with people from all around the world. Um, Damn right. It just gets tough. Yeah. So sure. sorry about that, listeners. We love you. It's not like we're ignoring you. Uh, we love you guys, and we wish we could bring you a podcast every single day. It just gets hard. Yep. We know you like Derailed. We like you back. Um, but Borderlands we'll be better in 2013. Oh yeah, two, oh, 2013, girl. You don't even know, girl. Um, <laughs> Borderlands 2 is super great. Uh, very deserving of our best multiplayer. Um, it's just so much fun. It's just so addictive. Dude. Yeah, like the, the whole. I mean, my my gripe with the level, uh, the way that you get the weapons, is pretty much my sole gripe with the game. Everything else, like they really did. Um, expand on the first game in every possible way like especially the storytelling because oh, yeah. man the, the narrative in the first I game agree. was just a piece of shit i but... agree wholeheartedly you know i hardly even realized it until you just said it but it's true that's something i used to make fun of so much was the storytelling in borderlands one and you know what i find myself legitimately enjoying the story the story in borderlands 2 which i never would have expected 
But I listen to, like, even when I'm playing with my friends, like, my friends just shut the fuck up and listen to what uh, the quest giver has to say because it's usually extremely funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> writing is great. And I thought the way that they, they included the characters from the first game was really clever. And I thought that was, I don't know, it, if they hadn't had, if they hadn't have included the the uh, original characters, it would have been a really different experience for me. But having them as such an integral part of the story and the narrative was really cool. And what they what they do that's really cool is they take oh, I don't want to spoil anything, but uh, I think I know what you. I mean, yeah, there was some definite twists toward the end of the game, which I was kind of shocked at. Yeah, totally. And and they take some they they make some some big decisions. To be honest, you know, you see the, these characters come back and. Um, let's just say that they aren't scared to shake things up. It's it's really cool. Um, so Borderlands Two definitely a fun game. I uh, can't wait to play more of that. I just made myself want to play it. But oh man, you know what's so cool? And I can't wait to. I, I wish every uh, more games would do this, and I wish MMOs would rip, rip this off. You know what I love? I love the badass rank in Borderlands Two. How yeah, that's really cool. You play with one character, and as you complete challenges that that are I'm, a million challenges, by the way. So it totally like feeds my OCD. Like I feed <laughs> directly hooked up to my arm. Like yeah, feed me more. Uh, it's kind of like everything you do oh 20 headshots oh you jumped over 10 dudes oh check this out you you freaking uh looted a chest 50 times and like just for everything you do there's always a pop-up on the screen saying you 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 achieve something that you challenge you you beat this challenge and so you get points that you can use to purchase upgrades that are actually um like they go throughout all your characters so you up you're kind of upgrading your account and so if you create a new, create a new character, he's going to have the extra percentages. So uh, let's say you upgrade your badass. It's your, your badass rank, right? So uh, you have a character, he's your main, and then you've upgraded yourself to, like, level, let's say, level, I don't know, 2,000 badass rank. Well, then by that point, you'll have um, a bunch of extra, whatever you choose. Like every time you level up, I'm just totally not explaining this properly. Every time you level up, you're able to choose, like, let's say, if you want 1% extra in firepower, uh, grenade damage, shield capacity, yada, yada, yada. And every time you select an upgrade, it's going to stay uh, on your profile throughout every character you're using. You know, So if you start a new character, they're already going to be a little buffed because you're such a badass in Borderlands 2. I think that's a really cool idea. And I think MMOs, um, they they pretty much uh, convinced me to start a new character um, more successfully if they did that. I think it's just a really cool uh, mechanic. So... What else are we at? What are we at right now? What do we miss? We are. Uh, at... We've got most anticipated, uh, most anticipated game of. No, uh, miss best shooter. Miss best shooter. Did we? Yeah, we did. We it's. I almost just spoiled it. But for best shooter, Mike, <laughs> do I take this one? Sure. I could have. Oh no, yeah, we didn't. Fair enough. <laughs> I'm getting left behind. Okay, shooter. Of course, we got um, nominations include Call of Duty, Black Ops Two. Let's face it, that couldn't get away from that. Uh, <laughs> Spec Ops for Line. Uh, Borderlands 2 is in there again, obviously, because it's a combination of RPG and the shooter game. So, you know, it's really debatable what you want to vote for there. Um, it's Far Cry 3 as well, which, again, is in class as an action-adventure game and a shoot, uh, shooter. Yep. Um, but the winner is, and we were just talking about it, Borderlands 2. Yeah, that's why Mike thought we already uh, <laughs> talked about this one. But, if yeah. it, like, I, I just got one thing to say. This one, best shooter, and uh, deservingly so, because... Uh, as Alex, I'm sure you you can agree, the shooting in Borderlands One was kind of not so good, like the sh- actual shooting mechanic. And in Borderlands Two, I, f- I find it a huge step up. Um, I can actually hit my targets now, and sniping is possible. Um, so I think that I don't know. Have you noticed a difference, Alex? I, I immediately, right after playing the game at E3, I was like, oh wow, shooting works. 
Um, I don't know. I, I never... I, it's been such a long time since I played Borderlands that I knew uh, when I played number two, I didn't really feel... I mean, I don't know if I played Borderlands 1, perhaps I'd see the difference, but I never felt like the shooting was, was a problem in Borderlands. Um, maybe just because I played so much and I really did play a hell of a lot of Borderlands. I don't know, maybe it just wasn't a problem for me. Um, but as I said, I mean, the, the, I felt like the controls were tighter in Borderlands 2. Um, yeah. But I didn't. I don't know, I never really had a problem with them in the first installment. Okay. Uh, thanks for calling me a noob on my own podcast. Oh yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Keeping well, it I real. Play, I never played these games, guys. That's why I'm a bit quiet. So sorry no, about that. No, it's Sorry about it. Uh, yeah. You should though. They're great. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah, people have been telling me that for a while now. When have PS... you played Lance, like the first one? No, I haven't played any of them. No. Shit, because that was on, and it may still be. That was part of the Instant Games Collection. Mm-hmm. So I've which heard. Is pretty... All right then. So uh, most anticipated games of 2013. Uh, <laughs> there are a few. And oh shit! There's a lot a of lot. them. Oh yeah, there are a lot of them. Look really good. So if I were to ask you guys, hey guys, choose between these games: Bioshock Infinite, The Last of Us, Grand Theft Auto V, and something like Beyond Two Souls. Uh, what would you choose? Oh, that's an impossible. It's impossible. It's not, it's not impossible for me because I ha- actually have managed to choose mine, but it, it was bloody hard. Uh, you know what else is bloody hard? What? My cock for The Last of Us. <laughs> I am so excited uh, for The I'm Last of Us. That uh, that's what she said. Uh, <laughs> the Last of Us is going to be so good, and I can say this already yeah. without having ever played it. I just saw like a behind the scenes at E3, and that's all I needed. That's all I needed. And I'm like, give me the controller, you developer. Um, I cannot yeah, wait to get man. my hands on this game. Yeah, me too. The Last of Us. Yeah. Unequivocally. Oh yeah, and that's what won, by the way. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah, The Last of Us did win. Yeah. Uh, most anticipated game of 2013, and and f- fuck yeah, Naughty Dog, just respect. That's all I gotta say. Respect. The fact that it beat out Grand Theft Auto Five that really I does know. show how much our community have got faith in Naughty Dog. Hell's yeah, girl, and I hope this game is amazing, as amazing as as it looks, and I hope it it does amazingly, and I hope it gives yeah. our Naughty Dog all that cash that they need to make some crazy PS4 game. Well, Uncharted 4 is a given. <laughs> yeah, I guess. But next year is really such a stellar year for gaming. I think yep. that we're in that, that twilight phase, you know, towards the end of a gen where everybody's got their engines sorted and oh, people yeah, are just yeah. focusing on making really good games. And holy shit, like we've got um, Middle Gear, Rising Revengeance, Bioshock, Last of Us, God of War. Devil May Cry. Devil, yeah, all of these amazing games. And yeah, oh, we're, we're spoiled. Oh, yeah. Not, not only that, but we're going to be... Um, this is probably another topic altogether, but we're, we're definitely going to be hearing something on NextGen from Sony and Microsoft. That, that, that's almost guaranteed. But it's not, I don't know when. I mean, it might not be till TGS for all we know, but we're definitely going to hear something. You want to talk about another topic? Here's a can of worms that I'm not even going to touch because this will <laughs> just turn into a four-hour podcast. But uh, The Phantom Pain. Oh, boy. Oh, oh. Cool. Oh boy! All right, I can't, AKA, I can't do this. AKA Metal Gear Solid Ground Zero. Okay, I I, I can't do this. All right, uh, this podcast is just gonna completely. You want to talk about derailed? Holy shit! We're never gonna finish. <laughs> we're never gonna finish this game of the year stuff. Um, I can I, I can probably go on for hours about that. But mm. let's um. Back to most anticipated game. You see, Grand Theft Auto Five. I know I'm going to love it, and I know it's going to be mind blowing. But I don't know what The Last of Us is. I can almost picture Grand Theft Auto 5 in my head. 
And yeah. I know that I know that it'll exceed whatever I picture in my, in my head. But The Last of Us, I don't even know. We haven't even seen what that game's truly all about, you know. And that's so exciting to me. Uh, for uh, same thing for Bioshock Infinite, I can almost kind of picture it, but I know it's gonna exceed my expectations. Mm-hmm. And uh, as for Beyond Two Souls, you know, that's kind of on the same boat with The Last of Us. I I can't wait to see what you know. These are new IPs, and and Bioshock Infinite, you know, you it's fucking called Bioshock. I wish it wasn't, but I mean, it's still Bioshock ish, you know. I think Bioshock is probably my. I mean, it's it's tough to say, but I think Bioshock is probably my most anticipated game for next year. Oh man, when I just showed that extended gameplay uh, at the VGAs. Oh man. I mean, and the thing is, the great. I mean, it looks amazing. I'm a big Bioshock fan, and and I'm also a big 3D fan. And the idea of of going around this the city on the Skyhook in 3D is just really exciting. Oh yeah, me. you are a huge 3D fan. Oh yeah. I remember before yeah. you started getting involved with the editors, um, sometimes we, we would like read your stuff or, or, or always mention like how much you love 3D because you'd be pushing 3D on the forums so much. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> like I mean, as with everything, like with motion controls and any other kind of side grade to your gaming experience, it's it's not the be all end all. But for me personally, I just it's it's not the pop-out effect that you see in the movies where a sword comes out of the screen or yeah, something. Yeah. I'm not interested in that side of 3D, but the, the, the pop-in effect where you have that depth perception. Yeah, and yeah. on games like Uncharted 3, Batman Arkham City, and Assassin's Creed Revelations were all just fucking amazing in terms of quality, and they really raised the bar from these earlier titles like Killzone and Gran Turismo 5. Like... That just it looked really good. There wasn't that much ghosting, and for me, it just really added to experience, especially in these third-person action games. Um, you know, Batman flying around Arkham City with that depth perception, where you can feel a difference between like the building. Or, I don't know. This it's it's weird. Like no, I understand, and and it sounds honestly, it sounds great. I don't have a 3D TV. I'm not that lucky, but I'd love to try. I can picture Arkham City in 3D, and it must look amazing. Just like dive bombing off of a building must look great. Yeah, and, and like standing on the gargoyle and looking over the city and, and not having everything look flat, but rather having this, this depth field is just so cool. And I'm really jealous of people who have this Sony, um, what's it, the HTZ, whatever, this headset, this 3D headset. Oh, I've, I've only yeah, heard good yeah. things about that, and I would really like to try that, but for seven or 800 euros, it's... Um, yeah, kind of steep. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit steep. Um, so, The Last of Us, but I mean, it could easily have been... Uh, to be honest with you, it could have easily has been beyond two souls for me because uh, I'm really, really looking forward to seeing what David Cage has learned from uh, Heavy Rain. I mean, yeah, mine was Bioshock. Man. Sorry, no, I, I heard I heard Bioshock and Project Kara, and my mind kind of just almost uh, controlled. Sorry, yeah, I was going to say my my other choice my other choice would have been Bioshock. It was between that and The Last of Us, but Last Bioshock? of Us just went out. Yeah, yeah Bioshock's going to be so good. You know that's going to be so good. Yeah. Killer just such a legend in the gaming industry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, okay, so that was most anticipated game. We've got 10 best games of 2012. So these are our honorable mentions. And then we're going to get to our game of the year. Uh, uh, so starting from number 10. Honorable mention number 10 is Assassin's Creed 3. Uh, the reason why Assassin's Creed 3 ranked at Number 10 was simply, we loved it. A lot of us loved it. Uh, Adam just loved the shit out of that game. But the problem with it was, again, uh, the those graphical and technical issues uh, that Alex was talking about. Um, you know, it turns out that it was just, 
it wasn't unbearable, but it did hinder the experience. I mean, would would you agree, Alex? That I mean, did it at all sully this game's chances of getting Game of the Year for you? Um, not really. And I think almost Assassin's Creed Three would be. I'm not sure if it is my game of the year, but it's a very close. And no, for me, all of the other editions um, kind of made up for a few of the issues. I didn't have any serious frame rate issues, uh, just some spastic graphic glitches now and then. And that was it. And shit, I mean, I've almost put 50 hours in, as I said, so the game's doing something right. Okay, cool. Uh, up next is, and I'm happy about this because this game got absolutely no love. Um, when we were talking about game of the year, and when every site was talking about game of the year, uh, Max Payne Three. Sweet. I haven't really, played it. Yeah, no, no Max Payne Three is really good. Um, no, it's just, it's such a gritty story, and it's pretty damn memorable, and it's just, it's just an, an experience to be had. Like that's all I'll say. It's just like, play it. Finish the story. If you want to try out some multiplayer, uh, go for it. But uh, just playing through the story is just super... You know, it's, it's Max Payne. Max Payne is back. And it wasn't a shitty game. It was actually great. And that's a, that's an achievement in and of itself. Bringing Max Payne back from the dead like that. I think that's really cool on Rockstar's part. Number eight, Mass Effect 3. I've got nothing to say on Mass Effect 3. I haven't really played it yet. But uh, you guys can go to town if you'd like. Oh, I love this. Was my game of the year, Mass Effect Three. Oh. So you could, I love it, man. Really? I love Even Mass when we were having all those, co- like, I remember being in the forums and being like, "Yo, get Mass Effect off that list." I didn't know it was your. <laughs> yeah, I was the one who was fighting for it, man. Oh Jeez. shit, I didn't know. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I, you I saw some other. Wait, who who was fighting for? Uh, Chili was it? Chili? I think Chili said he really enjoyed Mass Effect Three. Um, I thought he was like the main defender. I didn't know that this was your number one. Yeah, this was, man. It was like, Well, like I said, I hadn't played that many new games this year. And the ones that I had played, they weren't like Game of the Year contenders, like, you know, like Silent Hill Downpour and I think Resident Evil 6 and things like that. So, But no, I love, I loved it, man. I mean, you, you can't, you know, I'm, it's all that, I'm not going to even talk about the ending because everyone knows about the story, but you can't hold that against it. Apart from the ending, you could say, you know, it's still a great game. They really refine the mechanics for it. The, story, the storytelling is just as good as it's always been. I love... But, you know, it's, it's, it's you know the, the exploration elements are there. The narrative is there. They really they, they really tweaked a lot of the stuff, so it's easier to. Uh, the combat is much more improved now. Shepard's much more agile and stuff. I really, uh, you know, people say that the gunplay isn't uh, Mass Effect's strongest point, but they really I think they really refined it in this game. And it's just it's everything you everything I personally wanted from a Mass Effect game. And I, I was new to the series when I came on with this. I'd only just I mean it came out in March, didn't it? I'd only started the first one. Uh, in I think this time last year so I was very new to it then but you know it's still it's still stuck in my mind all throughout this year from all the games I played and like I said one of the standout moments from it um, uh, one of one of the most standout levels as we were saying is one of the parts from Mass Effect 3 so that's still stuck in my head after all this time I just love it man I could probably go on for ages about this part of one that's cool I just man. Loved it, man. Uh, but let's just uh, let's just reminisce what one role-playing game of the year Oh yeah, Persona 4. And what Persona. one best shooter? Oh yeah, that's right, Borderlands 2. Ain't no space for Mass Effect, Mike. 
That's because a lot of the, a lot of people voted Mass Effect 3 in between those two categories. They cast it as an RPG and wow. as a shooter as well. Yeah. So it didn't really get universally. It didn't really win out in one category, if that makes sense. No, no, I get it. I get it. Yeah, yeah. but no, yeah, fair enough. It didn't win. I know it didn't win in any of those <laughs> categories. But there we go. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I'm, I've been so down on Mass Effect 3. I'm so like. Yeah, I mind, man. You like Mass Effect. I do like Mass Effect, but I don't like love, love Mass Effect. I really, really lo- like Mass Effect. I don't love Mass oh, Effect. Oh, no, I remember you saying, actually, I do remember you saying that, to be fair, yeah. You said, uh, you were telling me, get it, man, it's good, but it's not as great as people say. I remember you saying that. Okay, right, well, yeah. But I loved it, so there. That's cool, that's <laughs> totally respectable, Matt. They, they, Bioware uh, built one of the best universes... Like I think actually, I'd I'd argue that that's probably the best universe universe crafted this generation. I mean the amount of story and the amount of wow. like the the lore. Um, in I'm the still, I don't even. I need to play that those games at least. Oh God knows how many times over. I'm I'm still digesting stuff even now. Like what other so, franchise but, started this generation? That started this generation has 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 as much lore as Mass Effect. What else is as deep? mass effect like that trilogy is just so much game there like that mass effect trilogy. there's just there's just so much game there that i, I don't know whatever i don't think there is anything i mean certainly uh i don't know what's dragon age like is that pretty deep or? i like dragon age better than mass effect to be honest dragon age was good but the installments were really disjointed like you had dragon age origins oh, oh my God. and then oh, that's which the only was one. that's the only one well then yeah. dragon age no it doesn't exist Dragon Age Age 2 doesn't exist. Uh, That was just, that was just, let's just forget about that one. They dumbed it. They're like, oh, we need Dragon Age to sell better. How do we do that? Let's dumb it down and ruin everything anybody ever liked about the game and just try to go for gold. (laughs) Just just completely destroyed it. Hey, hey, don't talk about Resident Evil 6. Mike's going to get all defensive. No, no, no. Like I said, it wasn't game of the year material. That's why I didn't include it. But, like, was it far from it? Uh, to be honest, for me, it was just kind of like a, it was pretty much a run of the mill. In, uh, enjoy, uh, I'm just trying to think of how, how I can say this. It was like a good popcorn movie, you know? Hey, Sorry oh. to cut you off. Uh, yeah. A good popcorn movie. Yeah, that's, that must be what it is. And I will play it. I'm telling you, one, one day on Podcast Derailed, Mike, we will have a nice, long, spoilerific conversation about <laughs> Resident Evil 4. I guarantee you. If it, As Excellent. soon as it's on special, I am kind of interested. You know, I told you I went back into Resident Evil 5. Uh, mm. recently i tried finishing it on veteran and just oh god um oh man i can't i can't bring myself to like actually say i want to play that game um <laughs> it's hard but uh i one day i'm telling you i will finish resident evil 6 and we'll talk about it and i'll be like raging right. on the podcast and i'll be like Rah! Rah, yeah pumped <laughs> <laughs> so number seven number seven is uh little big planet vita we were just talking about it little big planet's great you should go check it out uh, it's awesome. Little Big Planet Vita. If you have a Vita, come on. Come on, guys. Come on now. And uh, number six, Persona 4 Golden. Another game. Uh, you have a Vita? You like JRPGs? Well, guess what? This is probably the best one in years. Uh, number five, a game we haven't spoken about at all yet. Uh, mm, Dishonored. Uh, Alex, have you played Dishonored? No, I'm yet to play this. There's, there's a few games that came out this year. Um, and I thought, okay, I'm just going to wait until I go bargain bin because... Um, previously I was getting a bit silly with my purchases and I thought, okay, I need to scale back my, um, my collecting a bit. So yeah, Dishonored, things like Max Payne and then a few other games have just, uh, I've got them on my watch list on Amazon and 
every month I, I log on and I see uh, what you know what the prices are and they're slowly going down so when they get around the 25 euro mark I'll buy it but yeah Dishonored was one that I really I'm really looking forward to it and I know that I'm going to really enjoy it but yeah it's a 2013 title for me that was Max Payne for me for some reason uh, in America Max Payne's price like two months after coming out not even like a month and a half Max Payne's price like Walmart had I don't know what the hell happened but uh, I, I got Max Payne 3 and the GT episodes from Liberty City. Uh, basically, both um, both expansion packs for GTA 4 and Max Payne 3 about two months after Max Payne 3 came out for $20 total. Wow, that's uh, yeah, pretty good. In a bundle. I was just like, what the hell? How can I not buy this? This is just stupidity. No, sorry, $30. $30, my bad. Uh, but still, $30 for just whatever. Max Payne 3 was so much fun. But yeah. Take, keep watching Amazon, man, because as soon as that gets low enough, play it through Max Payne 3. And uh, I'll, I'll be doing the same thing with Dishonored. Uh, Arcane Studios, brought to you by Arcane Studios. I think that um, Dishonored looks really good. And uh, the fact that it's that kind of... It's like a Fallout-ish game, but that's only kind of 10 hours and it won't last me 100 hours. It's, it's <laughs> even more of an incentive for me to check it out. Because right now, I just don't have the time. Well, you know, it is a holiday break, guys. And... Uh, I guess we'll talk yeah. about that after, but we do have to, you know, you have to start planning. What are you going to play? And, um, yeah. Oh, have... I've been so, I've already, I know what I'm going to play about oh, six shoot. months ahead. Oh, I can't, <laughs> I can't, wait. I can't wait. So number four on this list uh, is Journey. Awesome. And awesome. that's why I kind of transitioned to that, into that. Sorry. Journey is going to be my holiday um, game. I, I know it's only three hours, but. Oh boy, I cannot just wait to sit down, just turn off all the lights, and just be like, finally, give it to me. What have I been hearing? Journey is a game that you can keep going back to, though, because, um, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to yeah, yeah, spoil don't, don't, anything. Don't spoil but, anything. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a, for me, it's the kind of game that I jump on still maybe once a week or once every, every two weeks and just play through for a bit because the multiplayer aspect of that game is so cool and so unique, and I, I, I love that, you know, just the the ability to meet someone and just not even see their yeah. username or anything, and just the only means of, of communicating is with these. Um, Don't these tell noises. me. Oh. oh. <laughs> 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 okay, I'm shutting up. Uh, next up on the list, a game we've spoken about at length. Call of Duty. Call of Duty, bro. Who love Call of Duty, man? Get the Black Ops. Uh, Borderlands 2 <laughs> was our number three. Uh, number two, so it was a close one between number two and number one, wasn't it? I guess it was, but, uh, number two is The Walking Dead. You know how much I love The Walking Dead. I must have, yeah. I must have spoken about this just a billion times, but, um, oh, The Walking Dead is so good. Here's the thing. Our number one game. Are you ready? Oh, yeah. This is what, yeah, just to clarify, this is, uh, this is the, um, top the 10 best games of 2002. This isn't actually, the article isn't our game of the year. That's a separate one. But what do you mean? Number number one is our game of the year. As far as I know. <laughs> like, I mean, the, the article is the top 10 best games of 2012. Uh, and the number one game is our number one game of the year. So I, oh, I, I figured it was just a set, you know, there wasn't any kind of like order with them at all because I didn't oh. know there was a, a set thing with this because we there wasn't a voting system on this one as far as I know. Okay. Yeah. Sorry if I'm confusing people or being an idiot. It's just because <laughs> our official game of the year 2002 isn't a separate article. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I, I understand. Maybe it's something 
maybe it's uh, something separate. You're probably right, but it just coincidentally happened that uh, our site loved this game so much that it just gets first place. Yeah, screw record. it. This is our game of the year 2012 anyway. <laughs> Mike, do the honors. Okay. Yes, our number one game of the year, and in this one and in the separate article I mentioned, it is Far Cry 3. There you go. And happy holidays, everybody. <laughs> uh, Far Cry 3. I can't speak to this yet. I haven't Neither had enough I. time with the game. Man, <laughs> that it's was, like... That was, neither of us have played it. <laughs> worst podcast ever. <laughs> just like everybody... No, no, that no, 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 no. Yeah, I know. But I mean... We, no, we, the we people who have played this game aren't on the podcast. It's as simple as that. And in terms of the community, well, our community voted it for the yeah, game exactly. of the year. So, you know, they loved it. That's all you need to know, really. But that's just, just a testament to how hard it is to stay up to date. I mean, we're video game journalists. We all have we all have lives, obviously. But like, um, it's just so hard to like. It, we're put up against such like okay. So if you're a film critic, you probably watch a lot of movies. But it's not like giving a commitment of like you know sixty hours to a game where you're like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna give this game it's a fucking beating and I'm gonna get the platinum or whatever. Not granted, you don't have to get the platinum, but even then, like what what an average game is like an average game is like ten hours nowadays, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's such a time commitment, um, and it's so hard to stay like informed. Not only informed, but like it's so hard to stay in the know. Like I feel like I haven't played Fallout uh, Far Cry three enough. Like I've just kind of like touched it at e3 and stuff like that and i haven't played it and it won our game of the year stuff and i'm like oh man i suck well i, suck. I wouldn't feel too bad i mean i could tell you some things that would make your um hair fall out probably about how many games i have not played for playstation 3 and i'm not afraid i had never played a little big planet i have never played um <laughs> i haven't played actually no that's not true i played god of war 3 but i've never played any of the other god of war games oh i have played dishonored i haven't played far cry 3 what? uh Borderlands, I haven't played. I'm not afraid of it, but I did. Manage, I have played all the Assassin's Creed, all of the Mass Effect, all the Mass Effects. And remember, those guys, those games are oh, yeah. bloody huge. Yeah, yeah. So you know, you've got to be added, but it's it's hard to balance these things. But you know, it's... if you're going to commit to a series, you know, like Mass Effect and everything, then every, I'm sorry, but everything else goes out the window for a while, and yeah. that's why I'm catching up now, like months later. Mm. It yeah, is, no, it's, it's difficult. Yeah. Uh, we got another tweet from another listener, uh, at Appetite Pat. That's at Appetite Pat. He says, uh, you guys going to cover the thought, your thoughts on THQ? And, uh, he's recent, he's, um, he's referencing a recent, so what is it? Like, uh, what is it called? They, they filed for, what is it? Bankruptcy. 11? Bankruptcy. Uh, file 11. Or what is it called? What, what is it? What is it? Um... Oh, all this legal jargon is not mine. I don't, I don't remember what it's called. Stage 11 something. Stage 11. Yeah. I don't remember what it's called. Chapter 11. That's it. Not stage. Chapter. Chapter 11 bankruptcy, uh, which means that they had to, uh, they, their assets were acquired by a third party. So private equity firm, Clear Lake Capital Group, uh, for roughly $60 million. And what that means is Clear Lake uh, now basically owns all of THQ's assets, but THQ is still operating uh, as it would have before this acquisition. So uh, mm-hmm. they're still pay- paying all their employees. Their employees are still all working on something. So no layoffs. So that's good. Yeah, very, it's very t- yeah THQ filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy, essentially wiping out shareholders. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, but they were, they've been in trouble, financial trouble for a while, haven't they? I mean, this was yeah. always on. People were always saying this would be on the cards. I mean, they've dropped... 
they had to delay a number of titles and they dropped um, that. Uh, oh, God, was it? I, I get mixed up. Was it Devil's Third they dropped or was that another publisher? I know they definitely dropped one of one of those titles. I think that was um, another publisher. De- uh, I'm sure it was THQ, but... Well, who was it? Well, it was either that, it was either that one or they dropped the um. Oh, I can't even say his name for shit. A Guillermo, Gil, what's his name? The director, Guillermo del Toro or whatever his name is. Guillermo del Toro for <laughs> yeah, his same his, um, his same trilogy. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I can't put that. Please don't ask. You should see me at Japanese game um, names, Alex. I'm, I'm awesome. <laughs> Hideo Kojima. Hideo Kojima. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, no, they de- it was definitely um, insane. They dropped insane. I think I'm pretty sure Devil's Third was part of it, but no, I don't know, whatever. Okay. Well, they okay, said I'm that so that looking that up their, now. They, they said that that was part of their strategy, I think, that they were going to focus on um, their better-known and more popular IPs and focus on making those really polished AAA experiences rather than, you know, sinking their, their resources into all of these other titles. So it could have been this game that you're talking about that they cancelled. Yeah, and that's good. Yeah. Honestly, I'm glad. I'm glad that THQ. I mean, this is apparently this happens to a lot of companies, and this is like a what Jason Jason Rubin spoke about this. The co-founder of Naughty Dog, and now the uh, I don't even remember what his title is. His title is so confusing for THQ. He's like the head of core games development, but um. That was Danny Bilson, I think, wasn't it? It used to be, but I think. It used uh, to be. Yeah, now Jason Rubin took over. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it was THQ, by the way. Um, Devil's First. Oh, okay. Uh, but the nice IP has been given back to um, Valhalla Game Studios now. Okay. Um, sorry. <laughs> so this is like very much a, a transition phase for the company. Like, yeah, it's not over. It's not. It's far from over. They still got devs working, but they just have to restructure, and then they'll probably. Um, buy their assets back you know the next game they release they're probably if it does gangbusters you know they'll... oh sorry um sorry i have to say this because um we usually do read out user comments and this is totally pertinent we have um the gamer guy 110 in our um best game of best get 10 best games of 2012 he says really black ops 2 and hitman absolution aren't on here but a point and click adventure game is come on really now don i know you want to say something back to that <laughs> oh game <laughs> oh, I'm just not even. I'm just not even. Gonna... Oh, but oh, oh, but on the other hand, Salim Sliz, uh, Slims says, "How is Black Ops 2 better than any of those ten titles? It's not because the game sounds more than it is worth nominated for best game. The selection is very decent, and I was happy to see Far Cry 3, Little Big Planet, and Journey in there." Uh, and another guy says, oh, oh, this isn't very nice, so I just... <laughs> no, I'm doing it, dude. You're retarded. COD is just a generic game, good multiplayer, but that's it. And I don't get the hype around Far Cry 3. Maybe that's because I hate FPSs. Also, Dishonored, I'm biased because I absolutely despise all first-person games, to be honest. Just not my thing. And this is from Mr. Soprano92. Uh, I disagree with uh, some of what he said, <laughs> but not the retarded part. Uh, Cod, uh, I reviewed Black Ops 2 for us, and Black Ops 2 is a very good game. Very, very, very good game. Not game of the year material, but it did no, cross my mind. Call of Duty hasn't been game of the year material for a while now, I think, as far I, as... I, I guess since Modern Warfare 2, right? Yeah. Or, well, I'd argue Modern, the original Modern Warfare. Yeah, but, probably right. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, just because of game... Uh, the thing I don't like about... He's, uh, the thing I don't like about that guy's comments, and no, no offense to you, of course, gamer guy, everyone has their opinion, but... Just because something is point, the way he said it is as if you yeah. know it's point and click, therefore it must be crap, you know, because it's yeah. old school. That, that's not. That's a really, really. Um, that's a very kind of jaded way to look at things, and it's, oh, it's obvious. Terrible. It's all. It's obvious to me from the comment that 
he implies he hasn't played the game. He's just going by the fact that, oh, it didn't, you know, a modern first person shooter didn't make the list, but a point and click game did. You know, it's, dude, you need to play the game, you know? But, then you know, maybe like, understand. it's calling it a point and click game is so demeaning. I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, yeah. Even a point and click game. Honestly, dude, that game plays almost exactly like Heavy Rain does. Yeah. Um, that's what I thought of it was when I was when you were talking about it earlier, right? And you were saying, "Oh, you love it, Mike." I was thinking in my head. I was thinking it. Rem- to be honest, it sounds like a zombie type game version of Heavy Rain. Exactly what it is. So I know I love it. <laughs> it's exactly well, un- first-person yeah. shooter games are pretty much just point-and-click anyway. You, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you move your crosshair yeah. and then you press exactly. the trigger. Oh, yeah. Black yeah. Ops Two, <laughs> point-and-click. Yeah, um, <laughs> crying out loud! First-person shooter games, they're 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 just. They're so cookie cutter these days; it's just ridiculous. They need and, to do some. Uh, yeah, but it, it, Black Ops Two isn't. I mean, it is. It is, but they. Yeah, okay. It, it's what they, they definitely innovated there. I, I remember. Innovated. Uh, I don't know, but they tried. They they yeah, tried they, something different. Yeah, they injected a bit more yeah. um, originality into the you know by doing branch and story paths and the whole um what was it refining the multiplayer and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, it's not. But at the same time, it's still you know. Yeah. You know, it's still kind of okay. Yeah, been there, done it, kind of thing. You know, not quite enough to, you know, really push the boundaries. But if you like Call of Duty, hey, you might love Black Ops too. I know. I I mean, I like it. You know, I've got the game in it. Well, my brother's got the game. But yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not afraid to say I do like Call of Duty for what they are. Yeah. But I'm also one of the probably the five people in the entire world that plays the games for the single player rather than multiplayer. But that's just me. Yeah. Um, Mike, thank you by the way so much for remembering to read the comments on these articles. There, there are so many times where I there's an, a comment I see and I'm like, can't wait to read that on the next podcast, and I always forget. Yeah, yeah well, we haven't done that for a while, and I saw his comment, I was like, you know, oh, we we should probably start doing that now because I know we used to quite a lot. So yeah, thank you for your comments, guys. Um, I don't I don't know that. Uh, oh wait, wait, sorry. Yes. Sorry, I was going to. Yeah, sorry, we got one more from Sunstorm. Nice list, guys. Far Cry Fear is the most fun I've ever had with an FPS. The same goes with Little Big Planet on PS Vita. Great job, and everyone have a fun, safe, and Merry Christmas. Awesome, dude. You too. Merry Christmas. Yeah, dude. Merry freaking Christmas. Have a good one. Yeah, yeah man. Sorry, Don, uh-huh. Carry on. We've. Uh, yeah, we covered pretty much all of our Game of the Year stuff. Far Cry 3 is our Game of the Year, so congrats to Ubisoft Montreal. Uh, what I really like about Ubisoft Montreal is in. In the same year, they put out Assassin's Creed 3 and Far Cry 3. Um, that's quite impressive from the same studio. Yeah. Granted, course... granted, they're huge. Like, they're <laughs> massive. And the teams are just massive. But props to Montreal. Yeah. AC3 was in, has been in development for three years, I think. Yeah, for, yeah probably is... from, like, 28 different studios, too. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how long Far Cry 3 has been in development for, but... Yeah, well, either way, two massive games from Ubisoft there. You know, the 10th 666 actually brings up a good point. He says, sad thing that Kingdoms of Amalur isn't there. So much richness in combat progression or of skill and combat abilities, craft, emotional involvement and with NPCs, etc., yada, yada, yada. And you know what? Uh, Kingdoms of Amalur, wouldn't that have been great? I mean, if Dishonored made it. You know, Dishonored new, and, and whatever comes out in the beginning of the year is often uh, forgotten. But, like... I'd say that Kingdoms of Amalur made just as big a splash as Dishonored did, and uh, we didn't hear anything from Kingdoms uh, at the Game of the Year kind of stuff. And it's sad because the what a 38 yeah. studios could have used that. I mean, not now, I guess, but uh, the state of Rhode Island probably could have used it. I think I know from what I remember. I it, it all comes down to the votes, and I just don't think anyone. I didn't don't remember seeing it at all. I mean, obviously the staff 
tallied up the votes, me included, right. and I don't remember seeing Kingdom of Amala in there, but I know that it was, it wasn't rated badly, was it? It was a good, pretty good game from what I yeah. remember. I haven't, I haven't played it. I think Adam reviewed it and he liked it. Yeah, yeah, he did, he did. Uh, yeah. Knight Onyx replied to the 10th 666 uh, saying, I definitely agree with you. Kingdoms of Amalur is definitely on my top 10 of the year. It sucks that the game has so much negativity surrounding it with all the stuff that happened to 38 Studios because I feel like that's a lot of what people talk about when the game is brought up. As we just did. Uh, despite all that stuff, though, KOA is truly uh, a good game with amazing combat, and it's shameful that it's not on more people's top 10 list. The rest of PSU list seems pretty good, though. Uh, I haven't played Far Cry 3 yet, so I can't really disagree with it being number one. Uh, thanks, Night Onyx. You rock. Cheers, I love, man. you know, we, we, we're getting, like, way better. Uh, people are maturing. You remember, like, last year, some, <clears throat> some of the comments were just so bad. Um, yeah. A lot of were. those, we weeded out a lot of those trolls. Um yeah. And a, well, a lot of that, yeah, a lot of a lot of that, I guess, has uh, we have to thank Rob for that. Um, he does you a really good job of killing yeah. trolls on the on the uh, forums. The community yeah. is really good now, especially like on the forum side. I know that on the um, you know on the article side of the website, there's it can get a bit rowdy, but on the forum side, our community is really good, and a lot of the people who were trolling and just causing shit have either been weeded out or they've just uh, they've matured and settled down. So. You know, it's it's a, more, it's a lot more enjoyable posting and discussing in the forums now. Well, that's good assholes too, yeah. have been banned. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I used to be a forum guy, like, I don't know, 10 years ago or something. Not, obviously not on PSU because it wasn't around then, but on like Resident Evil forums and such. And to be honest, I got sick of forums just because of what you mentioned about all the trolls and just people. It's what just not a very nice atmosphere, but I've obviously been trying to go on PSU a bit more. Certainly in the new year, the staff really need... I try, got to try and involve themselves more in the community. It does seem like a nice, friendly place there. Because as someone like me, who kind of left the forum scene, it's, you know, that's always a good thing to see that. Because you don't want to, after leaving it and then going back again, finding it hasn't changed. I mean, that's no good. Yeah. Our forums are really cool. It's, um, yeah. it's there's such a diverse group of people there, yet, you know, everybody is really close-knit and tight and... Um, it's definitely a good place to go, I think, if you're wanting to be part of a close-knit gaming community where, um, yeah, I don't know, where there's just no assholes now. As I said, a lot of the trolls have been weeded out, and the people who were kind of rowdy, myself included. <laughs> have, <laughs> oh, I can't ever imagine that. <laughs> I, I, I was pretty zealous back in the day, but, you know, I've, I've kind of uh, settled down a bit since I joined the staff. But, um, yeah, the forum side is really cool. And, and especially over the past few months, it's really changed and become um, a lot more enjoyable to be there. Definitely. If you guys, uh, guys want to kick it with a bunch of other uh, PlayStation aficionados like yourselves, uh, then the PSU yeah. forums are the best place to do that. I mean, you could obviously just read our articles and comment and get to know us there or listen to Podcast Derailed or tell your friends about Derailed, please. And, we'll do uh, everything. <laughs> Seth so, so will do everything for you. Don's, do all of the above. <laughs> Don's just a big slut. Um send us send us emails podcast at pc.com we'll hook you up y'all but um mike we've got a bunch of uh actually you know what something i want to plug um okay we have a crazy holiday giveaway going up now admittedly i I think this is only uk right this is uk only mike the ripstone thing um this was in charge this was done by steven so i'm guessing it is but i haven't actually 
been involved with this, so you might want to double check. Mm, I'm taking a look right now. Just fill some dead dead air. Just so you guys know, there isn't a bad line of communication with PSU stuff. It's just we all had separate projects that we do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, so yeah. so it is open only to UK residents. Yeah. So if you live in the UK, then go to PSU and check out our our new uh, holiday giveaway. Basically, you can win a PS3, a PS Vita, and three games from us uh, and Ripstone. Uh, in order to do that, you've got to, well, there's a few things you got to do. Super easy to enter, though. Just uh, head to our site, check out the rules, and enter. You just All you got to do is comment, and uh, you might find yourself the proud new owner of a PS3, a Vita, and three games. So, I uh, just wanted to get that out of the way. Mike, since our last uh, episode of the podcast, there have been a few reviews that have gone up. Should I just, I, and, and quite a few, actually, so can I just uh, burst through them? Really quick. Go for it, man. Go, go. For all right, it. all right, all right. Uh, da, 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 da. Okay, here we go. First one, Ratchet and Clank Q Force, uh, reviewed by Jamie Colliver. Uh, Jamie gave it an eight on ten. He said that Ratchet and Clank Q Force is a great addition to the series, packing plenty of conf- content and fresh ideas. Um, he said a strong presentation. Tower Defense works with with classic gameplay and cooperative and multiplayer uh, are a blast. He disliked the random bugs, repetitive gameplay, and lame soundtrack. Next, we've got Ragnarok Odyssey from Tim. Tim said that Ragnarok Odyssey was a 7 on 10, saying that game art seeks to create a title that'll give Monster Hunter a run for its money. Though it's not quite there, it's a solid, a very solid first attempt to an exclusive title that should continue to grace the PlayStation Vita. Next up, Ben 10 uh, Omniverse Review, written by our favorite Chili, Jim Sterling, the PSU.com zone, Jim Sterling, Ben, Benjamin Schillebeer Hall. Uh, he gave it a 7 on 10, saying fans of the series should enjoy the story, variety of playable characters, and fast-paced combat. Uh, ben 10. Hmm, looks alright. Uh, Far Cry 3. Obviously, we love that. We gave that a 9.5. Adam Dolge reviewed it. I uh, said Far Cry 3 is one of Ubisoft's best games ever, and it nails the open-world first-person shooter genre on, that, on the head. After playing through the crazy story, the addictive gameplay, and lush setting, you may wonder why more developers don't pay this much attention to the little details. Uh, Dane Smith reviewed Guardians of Middle-Earth. He gave it a 9 on 10, saying that it's a refined competitive strategy game that combines the high-paced action of League of Legends with RPG elements to add depth and more strategy after endless games. Uh, one, a few more, guys. Just only three more. We've got uh, Big Sky Infinity by Steven Williamson. I think this is a... No, this is... Yeah, this is a PS3 and Vita title. 7.5... He said it's intense and challenging with, addic- with an addictive upgrade system. Uh, Big Sky Infinity has that one more goal appeal. Uh, so 7-5 so there. And also another review from Dane Smith. Planets Under Attack. He gave it an 8 on 10. A fast-paced strategy game for adrenaline junkies wanting instant gratification for their victories and no time invested in their soul-crushing losses. It serves as a litmus test for those new to the strategy genre and wanting a game without a complicated gameplay to make their brain explode. All right, so if you don't want your brain to explode, then play Planets Under Attack. <laughs> uh, one more. Paul Kelly reviewed uh, the Little Big Planet 2 cross-controller DLC, and he gave it a 9, uh, meaning that it was really good and it probably does exactly what it's supposed to. Uh, he says, combining the PS3 and Vita works extremely well and makes a great way to play LBP2. He liked the great use of the Vita as a controller, well-made levels that show off the new mechanics, and switching from TV to Vita is impressive. Uh, he disliked, however, that there weren't enough levels. He said there needs to be more levels. So, that's it. Uh, that was like record time in bursting through a bunch of these reviews. Wait, no, I don't think that's it. No, there's one big one missing. Uh, Tim, 
Tim Noons reviewed Mass Effect 1 on PS3, and he gave it an 8 on 10, saying the original Mass Effect has finally arrived on the PlayStation 3, which completes the trilogy without hopping consoles. Even though the game shows obvious and often obtrusive signs of age, the original shooter RPG still holds up and delivers an experience to fans who have wanted it for so long. Uh, and from what I understand, this is the Mass Effect 3 engine, right? So, um, isn't it? Is it? Isn't it the Mass Effect 3 engine? Isn't? Isn't it like the most? I no, I don't think so. I think this is the original engine, isn't it? Mass Effect 2 on PS3 used the Mass Effect 3 engine, though. Okay, but I heard that this is like uh, they made a lot of like. Um, kind of alterations to it so that it runs better and looks better and stuff yeah it's improved i don't know if it's oh, okay. a massive free engine but yeah maybe i'm wrong I'm, I'm not sure no you're probably right uh you're you're never wrong pretty much uh <laughs> <laughs> so i mean that's all we got to talk about in terms of reviews and game of the year stuff i'm glad we've got all that out of the way now what have we got left mike uh what we've been playing oh wait there's a bit of news there's uh so uh, tokyo jungle girls with new remote play update uh, Sony's official PlayStation Twitter account made the surprise announcement. Late. I know this is impromptu news. You guys weren't ready for this, but guess what? Uh, remote play is coming to Tokyo Jungle in a patch. That's cool. Um, yeah, that's about it. Not much, not much news this time of year. Yeah. Everything, everybody's all, all PR places are pretty much just like, oh, it's Christmas and uh, game devs take some time off, you know. Um, and journalists, we do need to eat. Oh, yes. <laughs> we need to eat our ramen and bananas. <laughs> and protein shakes. <laughs> uh, Wait. What? Resident Evil. Did we talk about this? Did you mention this before, that the Resident Evil 6 sales? Uh, yeah, that's what I mentioned before. Yeah. Okay, but how's that possible? I thought that they went, like, I thought this game sold insanely well. No, I thought it did too, but apparently not, because they lowered their, they've lowered their shipment expectations twice they originally forecast seven million <laughs> then it dropped to <laughs> sniggering there then they dropped it to six and then they dropped it, they dropped it again now apparently but there Good. is actually, actually don i'm glad you did mention that because below that story is actually something we really should mention it's that ps3 has sold oh, um, yes. 30 million in pal regions oh, uh, yes. for those of you who don't know ps3 launched in europe in March 2007, so quite a bit later than um, America and Japan, but it's now sold 30 million units. So congrats. that's another great mark. That's another great milestone, guys. Yeah, congrats, PlayStation. Yeah. Yeah. Golf clap. Yeah. Okay, and that's uh, about it for in terms of news, I think. Totally. Uh, and in terms of the, in, in regards to your Resident Evil 6 article, uh, I'd like to quote PS uh, Gamer 28, who says, "Good, Resident <laughs> Evil is not Resident Evil anymore, and every fan <laughs> since the original game knows it." And then I'd like to quote Sunstorm, who says, I agree with you, PS Gamer 28. Survival horror, my ass. <laughs> <laughs> and then Siphon Filters, just spitting venom, saying, A terrible game, bad gameplay, bad story, and just make the game so stupid. No more for me, Resident Evil or Call of Duty. <laughs> All right. I love how people just rage. It's so funny. Um, yeah, well, I'm not going to disagree, because it's not, it's not Resident Evil. It hasn't been for a long time. Oh, yeah? Well, you know what the the Master 2-2 says? Thank God I didn't even rent it! Exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. I said that the game was going to be horrible months ago. Ha 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 ha. Capcom knows now, too. They must return to the roots of the game, or else destruction are not avoidable. Thank old school Resi gamers for didn't spend any penny on that garbage, right? 
Mr. President, the most important blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like the 80 movies with fantasm and ethnicism. What? What the fuck? <laughs> what did you just say? That was amazing. That was my oh, favorite. best quote ever. Oh, my God. Best fucking. Post of the year. Oh, shit. That's definitely the post of the year. Oh, my God. Oh, that was amazing. Well, that made me so fun. I want to send that to the rest of the staff. Um, but, yeah. Okay, Alex, you've been far too quiet. Uh, what have you been playing, buddy? Um, at the moment, I'm switching between, well, Persona 4 and um, Dust 514 and still a bit of Assassin's Creed now and then. All right, uh, so uh, tell me about Dust, actually. We haven't spoken about Dust in a while. You're a big Dust fan. Oh, I, I love Dust. You know, can, can you, um, are you under, are you, uh, under NDA? Can you speak about uh, something upcoming? You know, there's something upcoming for Dust. Can you speak about that? Um, there is something, well, I can speak about the, the chromosome build, which was released on Tuesday. Um, it's the, I think the fourth build now of the game. And, um, it completely, for me, it completely changed the game from the codex build, which was the previous one. The controls now, the sensitivity of the controls are just so much better. And before I played the game and enjoyed it because of, not necessarily because of the control and the FPS mechanics, but because of everything else that lay behind it, the, the progression and the vehicles and, and everything. But now the combat and the feel of moving and shooting and aiming has been vastly improved. It's just so much more fun. And um, yeah, the, the update was definitely a performance. I think it, it's fair to say that it's a performance-based update. There isn't that much new content added. There were um, four new maps uh, four new ambush maps added and the existing maps were tweaked a bit and kind of optimized um, they added iron sights to the assault rifles um, previously the assault rifles used a scope which was a little bit weird but now they've gone to iron sights and the grenade throwing mechanics have been overhauled i mean basically it's with every build it makes so many steps forward and i just i can't wait for the launch build and seeing this game grow and develop and ccp are just legends for what oh they're doing. God. i like, like we, we spoke about that on the podcast but i can't even believe the date they took uh i can't even believe they took this on they, they were like let's let's try this they have so much balls and they deserve all the recognition in the world it's uh, it's incredible yeah i mean in, in in an industry of of repeats and and annualized um installments of games and stuff to see somebody doing something like this and it's not even just um, a game that's striving for innovation within the gameplay mechanics, but just the whole technology of of taking a console shooter and a, and a spaceship MMO on the PC and putting these things on the same server and having all of these interactions between um, you know the economy and and you know on the battlefield and everything is just mind blowing. And sure. they they said you know um, in an interview a few weeks ago they said that they've got five years of content planned for Dust Five One Four and yeah. You know, another 20 years of ideas that they could implement. So it's just, it's turning out to be an amazing looking AAA shooter game that's free on the PlayStation 3. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm just so happy about it because one of the main things about Dust, which really turns me off from other military first person shooters is, you know, I played, I played Battlefield 3 for a couple of months after release and I leveled up my support guy for a while. But as soon as Battlefield uh, 4 hits, Right. Everybody starts again, and you're back at you're back at square one or square zero, whatever. Um, with with Dust 
514, you're always going to have this one soldier who just grows and becomes better and more and more. And I'm never going to go back to square one like I do with the next card or the next battlefield. And that really excites me because I want to see my time accumulated in one character in one game, not across multiple soldiers and multiple FPS games. And yeah, I'm just a, <laughs> I'm a complete addict. I'm addicted to the innovation <laughs> And, and the, the pioneering aspect of this game. I just think it's awesome. And CCP deserve all the success and, and recognition for this game because it's something special. And I think a lot of people don't realize what's coming. And in the months and even in, in years to come, they're going to see that Dust 514 is really a force to be reckoned with on PS3 and PS4. I hope so. I, I mean, I hope so. so. So you think that Dust 514 will be... Well, I don't see why it wouldn't. But you think it'll be a fully supported PS4 title? They've already said that um, if, if in the, like, there was an interview again some months ago and they said something along the lines of, we don't know if there is a PS4, but if there is, we will definitely be porting Dust over. Oh, amazing. So it's, yeah, it's it's something that you can oh, um, man. get into and know that it's not just it's not just a PS3 thing. They said, you know, hopefully they would like it so that um, so that PS3 people and PS4 people can even play together. It's... um. It's something that you can invest in and know that your investment in terms of time and involvement is going to be there for the long run. It's not going to be nullified when, the ne- when you know, the next installment comes out. So, yeah, PS4 title as well, probably. Oh, that's amazing. Well, it's, it's this whole thing. Uh, you know, I, I've heard games of games as a service before, you know, this, this term floating around, yeah. and I never really appreciated how special it is and what it can mean to the gamer until I saw Dust 514. You know, with other titles... The developers get the game and they get it to the gold, and then it's, it ships, and and then and that's it. But with Dust Five One Four and with this games as a service thing, the game is a service, and you're always trying to make it better so that new people who come on just find this amazing game. It's not just like you have this, totally. this finished product, and yeah, it's incredible. I can't wait stuff. for next E3. Oh boy, it's gonna oh, be yeah. awesome. loco. Uh, anything else you want to talk about in terms of what you've been playing? Um, no, just the aforementioned Persona 4, which is awesome. And any person who's into RPGs and has a Vita should get this game. It's just such a beautiful package. The characters are cool. Um, you know, the dialogue is cool and, you know, it makes me laugh sometimes. And the gameplay is just really fun. And the whole package, you know, this game has a 90, I think a 94 on yeah, some crazy high, crazy high and, and it deserves it. It's just it's one of those games that really hit the nail in all respects. Cool, man. Uh, yeah, I can't wait to play. I've spoken about it so many times. I can't wait to play Persona. Um, Mike, you wanna sure. you wanna wanna follow up on what you've been playing? <laughs> sure. Welcome to 1990. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's the portion. Sonic that's my portion. Yeah, exactly. Well, I, I just got on to Alex Kidd in Miracle World. <laughs> <laughs> now, I've been doing a mix of games. Well, okay, right now, I'm looking right behind me now, and Mario 3 is paused on my Super Nintendo. <laughs> and Mario <laughs> is standing right behind me. Uh, on your Super <laughs> Nintendo? You mean like on, on your actual Super Nintendo, like a cartridge? Yeah, the actual one, yeah. I don't play emulators. If I got the console, I'd just bring it out of the cupboard and play it, man. Jesus. Yeah, alongside my PS3 and 360, it's kind of weird. <laughs> but yeah, no, I've been, obviously, yeah, I've been playing Mario All-Stars, and I've just finished Zelda, A Link to the Past, for the first time ever. Only took me 20 years, but that game is awesome. Oh, I can't believe... Yeah, it is. Seriously, I know it's probably ridiculous saying this, because people who have been listening have probably played it way back in 92 when it came out, but... 
I love it. It's brilliant. It's just, it's such a, I don't need to say this, but I will. It's a testament to how talented those guys at Nintendo are and how awesome those old games are. You don't need flashy graphics. It's just, it strips everything back. It's just an awesome game. It really is. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. I've been on Tekken Tag 2. I've been on Resident Evil 6 with my mate. I'm trying to improve on the mercenary score. Um, been going on Mortal Kombat on a Vita. I've just been addicted to that challenge tower, Don. I'm sure you can... Oh, fuck, uh, it's so long. That. Yeah, I know. That's it's what forever. she said. Oh, Mike, <laughs> you fucking... I just, I lobbed it at him and quick just out of the park. Just He hit a fucking eagle that was soaring through the skies with that Come on, I could not. But yeah, no, I've been, I love the Challenge Towers. They're great, man. But that game is just awesome on the Vita. It's so, it's, those kind of games are perfectly tailored to um, pick up and play, you know, on the portable console. They're brilliant, man. I, it's a great game anyway. I mean, I loved it on the PS3. Um, I've been trying to go through, I've been slowly going through Assassin's Creed uh, Liberation and, um, in regards to what you were saying earlier about holiday, I've um, I can definitely tell you now I'm going to be uh, I'm going to be mixing it up with a few games, but I'm going to be dedicating as much time as I can to Skyrim because I'm way too behind oh, on that. Cool. And um, um, sometime um, at some point or another, I do want to go through Mass Effect and Assassin's Creed again. God knows how I'm going to fit those in with my other games, but whatever. Um, but yeah, Skyrim I'm going to be playing a lot this um, this Christmas, and just looking at the shelf now. Um, I'll probably be, um, I got my mate Resident Evil 6 for Christmas because he wanted it, so I'll probably be going through co-op with him to try and get through the story and stuff. Um, that's about it at the moment, really. If you get bit by the Skyrim bug, you can kiss goodbye to any other games for some weeks. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, I'll do. <laughs> okay, all right, let me, let me, let me go back and change that. Skyrim, there. Yeah. Skyrim, oh, there you go. <laughs> um... I mean, I've been playing the usual PlayStation All-Stars, uh, still trying to get through Ico. Every time I die in Ico and lose, like, 20 minutes progression, I'm just like, fuck it, for a week. Um, been playing some PSN stuff. Uh, Roshard was a free game on PS Plus, which I think is really cool. Uh, but I've been playing a shitload of Vita. Like I said, I was playing LBP. Uh, I was playing a bunch of Vita games before that. But there's one game that I've been playing a lot and uh, this is the game I want to talk about before. Um, so Wipeout 2048. All right, that's the game. Oh, cool. Wipeout is such a niche franchise. It's so. It, it is. I mean, it's I been. It was like I thought it was quite. I thought I wouldn't class it as niche. I thought it was quite a popular franchise. Uh, I mean, what's popular really? Because like, I mean. I mean, maybe I'm thinking of the PS1 days because it was definitely because I mean part of promotion that Sony did is they took the game to nightclubs for yeah. people to try out. Holy shit! Really? Yeah, they did the original wipeout. They promoted it around nightclubs and stuff because the whole PlayStation, even back then, the whole philosophy behind the PlayStation was trying to get other people, more people playing games and stuff. Oh so my god! Actually, I'm yeah, gonna die had... happier now that you just told me that. I, I, dude, that is the coolest thing I've ever heard. Wipe out at a nightclub? I would so. Hey, girl, you want to get your dance on, girl? Oh, wait, girl, let me finish this track, girl. <laughs> oh, my God, that would be amazing. Yeah. Um, the second Wipeout was amazing. Was it Wipeout 2097? 
2007 on oh, Firestar. Oh yeah, I, I still think I think that you know oh it's still God, probably one Wipeout of the best guys. racing games on the on the um on the PlayStation. Oh, like, yeah, Wipeout. Yeah. No, Wipeout one was the first one was a bit a bit rusty and you know like the, the controls yeah. and shit were were a bit off. But Wipeout. Yeah, the, the the second one just hit all yeah. of the all of the check boxes. Yeah, they nailed it. It was like Destruction Derby. The first one was pretty pants, and they hit, and the last, and the second one was actually really good. <laughs> yeah. Man, you guys, fellow Wipeout fans, I'm so glad you exist. Okay, well, Don, I want to <laughs> I want to clarify something. I did actually kind of like lose lose it with Wipeout after 2097. I'm, I'm afraid, but I do like I still like the series, and I do love that game. Cool, man. Because, yeah. like, I don't know anybody else in, like, my circle of friends. Only, like, one dude. And he's, like, not even really that into them. Um, but I don't know any other, anybody else in my circle of friends that's, like, as into Wipeout or that, that has even played 2048. And here's the thing. I'm about to blow your mind. Wipeout is extremely fucking hard, okay? Like... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, 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 and tech, like, traditionally, especially with Wipeout HD, the trophies are also super insanely hard. Um... Yeah, I heard they make any top like hardest trophies to get list or whatever. Yeah, and you know what? I'll say I'm telling you right now. I'm going for the platinum in 2048. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. I, 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 oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's so boo. hard. It's so long. Ooh. Boo! You guys start booing. <laughs> it goes from like a oh, oh to boo. I'll just walk. I'll just see myself out, guys. Um. But yeah, I'm going for the Platinum in 2048. I've been playing that game. Thanks, man. I've been playing that game so much. Um, I've already got, uh, for all the single-player missions, I've already got Elite Pass on every single mission, meaning that I've uh, got all the medals in every uh, campaign race, uh, which that was in and of itself like a headache. Jesus Christ. Um, but the craziest part is Wipeout 2048 has this uh, online multiplayer campaign. So... Well, on the Vita, it's really cool. Okay, and this is really the definitive version of Wipeout, and I'll tell you why in a sec. Um, so they have this multiplayer campaign, which is basically picture playing uh, a campaign that is, instead of AI racers, you're racing against actual uh, other people, so other racers, whether it's a combat uh, race or, or an actual race race. Um, but the thing is every time you start a new level and there's like a, 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 a map of, of missions that, uh, you, so you start this mission and you, you pretty much enter a lobby of other people also playing that mission. Um, it's going to, it's going to automatically generate, uh, objectives for you. So it's going to say like, hit this player, uh, make sure you beat this player or don't finish last or whatever. There's always like two or three objectives that gets crazy hard sometimes, uh, because when it's a race and it's like a single lap race, let's say, and it's like make sure you hit two players with weapons, and but also you have to finish first. Uh, that gets like, crazy hard. And and in 2048, they actually restructured the game to focus a lot on the combat. I don't know, like if you guys have ever done the combat modes in like Wipeout HD or whatever, but it's actually really fun in um, Wipeout 2048. What I love about Wipeout is how precise you have to be and how your fast your reflexes have to be to actually get through a race on like some of the highest speed levels because Wipeout gets insane. And uh, on SNES, I was a big fan of F-Zero. Uh, I'm always a fan of racing, racing games. Oh, like, yeah. Uh, dude, I'm with you. Again, I'm with you there. I love F-Zero. I got the one on the GameCube. That oh, is awesome. Yeah. F-Zero and that is, and, Oh, yeah. Jeez, it's the sound so hard. Of, oh, it, oh, man, it is. It is. That is such a difficult game. One like, of the most difficult games I've ever played. Totally, totally, dude. That yeah, but so, it's awesome. And that soundtrack. Whoa. So good. So yeah. good. 
and 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 where the fuck is the new F Zero game? Why is it? Oh, dude, F-Zero? I was just gonna say that. I know they didn't have a single F Zero. Oh, that's it. On it's the Wii, and, and they oh. keep on releasing the same. They, they, there's like 48 Mario's. Hey guys, how about you take one like six months off Mario? There was like there was like four Mario's in the past like year and a half, which is just no, it's ridiculous. Just give him a break and bring back F Zero. Bring back one F Zero game. Hey, one F Zero game on the Wii U will make me yeah. that much more inclined to buy it. Like a exactly. real F Zero game, yeah. but no. Uh, I think that Wipeout totally uh, dominates that field right now. Um, but even yeah. then, like, first I'll tell you why I think Wipeout 2048 is the definitive version of Wipeout. Then I'll tell you why uh, Wipeout is doomed forever. Not probably not forever, but why it's just the why, look. Wipeout 2048 didn't sell very much. It, it, they they offered it for free with the Instant Games Collection uh, for PS Plus, uh, which I think yeah. was a really good idea because the problem with Wipeout, from what I understand, when it was being reviewed, was that nobody was playing the game, so that online multiplayer campaign that I just described uh, didn't work. And yet, and even sometimes I have to wait like no joke, like 10 minutes in a lobby before I even get a game going, which is just insane. Um, so Wipeout 2048. If you own Wipeout HD, it includes Wipeout HD and Wipeout HD Fury in the Vita version. So you can switch from 2048 to HD to Fury uh, seamlessly. And in in HD and in Fury, there are different tracks and different uh, carts. Um, And it brings that stuff all to the Vita version and on the go. And I'm telling you, Wipeout plays super well on the Vita. I actually play with the D-pad, not the analog stick, because I find it's just that much more precise. Um, And you have to be insanely precise uh, when playing Wipeout. So I think that it's such a... Okay, but this game has a serious problem in that the loading times can take so long. um, Too long. Like, two times longer than Wipeout HD long. But, um... I loved Wipeout HD, but whatever, that's another thing. Wipeout 2048 is so fun, and nobody I know is playing it, but I set out to get the Platinum because it's such an achievement. It's so it's so hard. It's so, like, I, I like I look at the trophies, and I'm just like, oh, that's insane. And, like, beat, like, Zico, the beat Zico trophies is just like, oh, so there's this dude on our dev team called Zico, and uh, he's insane at this game, and he knows how to basically get this crazy lap time of 52 seconds on this... Uh, on this map, using this cart, on this speed level, and if you if you can beat 52 seconds, then you're gonna get this trophy. And I'm like, fuck yeah, I'll beat Zico. He has a crazy <laughs> name, but I'll beat him anyways. Um, so I'm trying to do that now, and it's kind of difficult, uh, but I'm I'm seeing it through, and and I'm almost I'm already I finished the campaign, and I'm already halfway finished the multiplayer campaign, which technically is like over 200 races, uh, which is insane. It's insanely long, but uh, I'll do it until I get bored. Uh, I still have fun sometimes, like just some like it's white knuckle racing. It really is because there's there, there are times where you're you're trying to speed towards the finish line and wipe out, and you know that the guy is right up your ass. And in wipe out, it's one mistake and you're just gone. Like one mistake, you hit that wall and just like he zooms by you, and there's just nothing uh, you could do, especially if you're at the end of the lap. Uh, and I find that I, I love the high risk reward type thing like we were talking about before. So wipeout's really fun for me. But here's why wipeout is doomed. Dude, that's a long-running series, right? But it hasn't changed in so long. Like, it, so Wipeout 2048 is kind of like um, old school for Wipeout. Like, 2048 isn't that far in the future, so it's kind of like the the first iteration of the futuristic racing league or whatever. So it's like cool in that you're seeing like uh, these super like conceptual prototype tracks where the tracks aren't all. Um, they aren't all like super kind of uh, futuristic and whatever, and they're actually kind of cluttered with a lot of 
uh, trees. So some of them, it's like you actually go through a park in one of them, and another one you, you you climb up a building. So there's actually a lot more going on at the levels that keep it interesting. But uh, the problem with Wipeout is that nobody knows about Wipeout, and like nobody plays Wipeout. It's it's still that's why I called it niche. Is because uh, that game needs a kick in the ass. It needs a shot in the arm. It needs something to bring it back. Why, you know, Wipeout 2048 came out this year, and I think it's great. Why wasn't it even like considered for best racing game? You know, we mentioned it, but like nobody really considered Wipeout 2048 as best racing game. It needs like a shot in the arm. Like something needs to happen to Wipeout, whether it's like customizable carts, uh, create your own track. Maybe it's like the play, create, share thing from Little Big Planet. Um, that helps. Something, yeah, something needs to happen to Wipeout. They can't, they can't just keep making these, like, you know, the iterations of, of Fury and HD and 2048 is, is different, but not extremely different. And what, then is the next one just going to be, like, 2049? Well, actually, no, you play through 2048, 2049, 2050 in this game. So it's going to be, like, 2051, and it'll just be slightly different. It can't be. I think Wipeout needs a shot in the arm, um, and it needs to be relevant again, because I'm a big fan. I, I really am a big fan, and that's my spiel on Wipeout. This is the best version of Wipeout in a long time, but um, Studio Liverpool didn't they close down? Uh, oh, yeah, but yeah, they, they, well, didn't, they did. They? But then they tweeted saying something like, um, "They tweeted this is not the end on Facebook." Something. Yeah, so yeah. I'm not sure if they've they've been relocated or something, but the it seems they like were, the team. Yeah, they were working on a next gen Wipeout, which is a shame. Well, they still might be. We we don't know. Yeah, but. Um, for me, Wipeout on the Vita, um, it was actually the title that I got when I bought my Vita, but, you know, I, I take my Vita with me on the, on the underground when I go to work and I was trying to play Wipeout oh, on the train and, you know, it's, it's not the kind of game, because like you said, if you make one little mistake, you're fucked. Yeah. So it's not the kind of game that you turn on when you get into the underground and then, I don't know, I'm, I was like almost getting a headache trying to focus so intently on this little screen. No, and, I and get try you. And keep my ship, um, from oh, crashing. Well. Sorry, I... just a quick, just a quick um, yeah, go for it. thing here on that thing. Uh, the closure of Studio Liverpool was announced on 22nd of August. In a press release, Sony stated that after an assessment of all European studios, it had decided to close Studio Liverpool. Sony said that the Liverpool site would remain in operation as it is home to a number of Sony Worldwide Studios and SCE departments. Okay, uh, so, so that's what it says at the moment. Yeah, they were working on two PS4 launch titles, Wipeout and a uh, motion capture game based on Split Cell. Uh, because of the closure, it is unknown if the two games will still go to other studios. Okay. So, there we go. I think they will. Sony doesn't seem yeah. to have a problem with shifting their IPs around other studios. Yeah, they're not going to lose Wipeout. I don't yeah. think they... Nah. No, they such a big part of the DNA of the, the PlayStation console. I know. Yeah. I know, yeah. and I agree with you. Uh, but it's just that still, uh, like, a lot of PlayStation junkies that I know, like, yo, I'm playing Wipeout 2048, and they're like, why? And I'm like, what? Come on! Or I tweet about Wipeout, and nobody, not a single person fucking cares, <laughs> and I'm just like, come on! Wipeout! It's a thing! Like it! it was, it's just a hit and miss thing, like um, some of the other Vita titles, you know, some people really... Yeah, it's a shame. It, there's some titles out there that just get passed up, and I think Wipeout 2090, uh, 2047 was one of them. And yeah. even more so, uh, apparently PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale. That's the big travesty in all this. Uh, if there's one, if there's one PlayStation game this year that got overlooked that shouldn't have, I think it's uh, Wipeout. No, sorry, Jesus. Uh, PSABR. Yeah. 
I think a lot of people are holding back until their character of choice gets added. Like, I think there's a lot of people... I mean, I almost didn't get the game because of the omission of, of Snake and Cloud and Sephiroth and stuff, but um, when they announced this cross-buy thing where I could get it on the Vita for free, yeah. um, I decided to buy it. But I think there's a lot of people... And I've seen people on the forums as well saying I'm not going to get the game until Crash and Cloud and Snake are in there, which is fair enough, I think. I guess, but uh, Snake will be in the game at some point. I mean, Eric Ladin, um kind of leaked news on Twitter as soon as he finished. Eric Ladin is the voice actor for Cole and Evil Cole, and uh, as soon as he finished doing the voiceover work in this summer, uh, he had tweeted, he said, uh, oh, it was so much fun uh, being in the voice, uh, being in the studio work again, recording uh, with David Hayter, and he mentioned some other voice actors from uh, that, that play characters in the game, and he specifically mentioned David Hayter, uh, and he said, and he included, included the hashtag PSABR, PlayStation All-Stars, and then the tweet got deleted, and then they, they kind of had to do a lot of PR work on that. So he was in the studio with David Hayter, uh, meaning, yeah. you know, David Hayter was working on PSABR, that means he's probably a DLC character. You know, they probably have all his lines recorded, uh, and I guarantee you he's going to be a DLC character. Yeah, definitely, for sure. David Hayter, not Snake. <laughs> Just <Yeah>. David Hayter, <laughs> the, the, the voice actor. Um, well, if you've, I mean, they've got Raiden in there, so um, Konami Productions are obviously cooperative and not being super stingy or anything, so yeah, exactly. I think it's a matter of time. But really, it's so strange that he wasn't on the launch roster. Yeah, I kind of agree. Snake is super synonymous with the PlayStation brand by now. Yeah, Raiden right. should have been the DLC character and, and Snake should have been on there, but... I agree. Tough shit. Yeah, <laughs> I agree with you. Uh, but then again, you know... Uh, Konami is trying to push that new game, Revengeance. So, well, there is a lot of advertising on there for games that haven't come out. I mean, you've got the Bioshock level, and you know, Raiden and and Dante and so on. So, yeah, there's a bit of that going on. You're right. Uh, what else have I been playing? I told you guys about LBP Vita. Anything else? Uh, I don't think so, unless I forgot something big. But uh, either way, I guess that's all, guys. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I think that was a really good uh, podcast. I, I we got it out of our system. Uh, it's been a long time coming, but man, that felt good. Just talking. Yeah, man, it's good to have Alex on on podcast. Oh yeah, well. yeah, Thanks yeah so finally. Much for joining, buddy. I hope it was welcome. worth the wait. <laughs> oh yeah, totally. I've I've lost my uh, derailed virginity. Awesome. <laughs> thanks for like thanks for being gentle, you know. <laughs> <laughs> You're, thanks for being gentle. I'm surprised. Walking funny oh, for a few you. days. <laughs> Your virginity has just been taken by derailed. Oh, what a good quote. I've I've I've, I've just lost my virginity to derailed. Um. All right, guys, remember, if you'd like more podcasts to happen, I've asked you a million times, but please take five minutes out of your time. We take hours to give you guys podcasts, and if you like our podcasts and if you'd like them to continue going on, then please head over to PSU.com, check out our articles, but more importantly, head to iTunes or wherever you listen to our podcast from. Rate us, uh, subscribe to us, please. Uh, review us, that's important too. Anything that helps us climb the rank on iTunes uh, will definitely help the podcast in the long run. Uh, I need to go grab a drink. My voice is shot. Um, <laughs> other than that, make sure you follow us on Twitter, uh, at PSU.com. That's P-S-U-D-O-T-C-O-M. I'm at Don Other, D-O-N-O-T-H-E-R. Alex, uh, what's your Twitter handle? Um, I don't have Twitter at the moment. Okay, great. Oh, so if, you, if, you, <laughs> if you'd like to follow uh, Alex or Mike, uh, then you cannot on Twitter. You can only do that in real life. Finally, <laughs> <laughs> no, someone else me, you can come onto the forums and, and join up yeah. and uh, partake in the community where I'm Mike, Mike is just happy that someone else doesn't have that Twitter. doesn't have Twitter. <laughs> God damn it. Um, 
<laughs> but yeah, for, for for a long time, I've been kind of bugging Mike about the Twitter thing. But that's a long running podcast thing, anyways. Oh yeah. Um, follow me anyway, you know. <laughs> like, <laughs> like oh come on. Followers. <laughs> you're super. You're super popular on the forums, man. Well, yeah, totally. oh, well, I don't want to top my own horn, but yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, also, we have a Facebook page. Make sure to check that out. Uh, Places Universe on Facebook. And without further th- further ado, I guess that's it for this episode. Right, guys? Yep. Pretty yeah, much. Geez. Okay, then. Well, thanks for joining me, Mike. You've been awesome. No problem. Pleasure as always. Oh, and a Merry Christmas to all our listeners. Oh, Freak yeah. Merry, happy holidays, everybody. You guys yeah. all rock. Thanks Sorry, for happy sticking. holidays. Yeah. That's yeah. Uh, thanks for sticking with Derailed. Uh, it's been an awesome year. We can't wait for, you know, 2013 has been, 2012 has been amazing. We cannot yeah. wait to deliver you guys yeah. more Derailed in 2013. Yeah, next year is going to be good for PSU. I think it really is. We're All of the staff here were just saying the other day on our forums that, you know, we're, the site is actually doing really well now and we can't wait to um, push it to the next level with you guys. So thanks mm-hmm. for your continued support. We always appreciate it. Oh, that has yeah, to be dude. said. Yeah. Uh, All right, Alex, thanks again for joining us. It's a pleasure. Thank you for having me. And we'll catch you guys next time. In the new year. Yeah, happy new year, everybody. Yeah, see you guys. I got that game of the year, game of the year, game of the year, game of the year, of the year, 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 game of the year, game of the year, game of the year, game of the year.